Ready for prime time. Prime time. Prime time. Prime time. That's the name. Prime time. Prime time. What time is it? Showtime prime time. It's XL Prime Time. Featuring Joe C. Dang it. Matt Hayes. I'm not running over the Barnett Tower and heaving myself off. Mia O'Brien. One of those bugs just flew in my head. Yeah, and Leon Searcy. Keep everything above the way. Welcome in. Hope day is here. Half of the week gone. Golf Club of Southampton Wednesday right here on XL Primetime. Thanks for coming along with us, Jaguars, today. They set you up to end your morning, and then you just keep it right on piloting through the afternoon with 1010XL 92.5 FM. Gorgeous day out there. Hopefully everybody's enjoying it. If they are out and about uh, in uh, free agencies, probably on the brain of many NFL teams, not necessarily here in Jacksonville, Uh, the way it has been in years past where there was a bunch of money to work with and teams were lining up to sign the most expensive guys, and Jacksonville was one of them. Uh, This is a much more lukewarm approach to free agency. But as we set up our show today, Jaguars today was talking about Pete Prisco's top 100. Yesterday we were talking about the top 50 free agents. The beginning of the tag season started yesterday. We didn't really get any big news coming out of that. And, and, And I think to myself, Like, a year ago, we all knew that they didn't have a whole lot of money, and so you didn't complain that they weren't going out and signing people. Now this is two years in without really having money to work with to go out and sign people. And it's kind of a keep-your-own mentality here in the city of Jacksonville, which I totally get, but a year ago when it was keep-your-own, it's like we keep saying this, Leon, a, a bunch of different ways. That team was 9-8. and eight. This team was 9-8. and eight. So it's the exact same record, mm-hmm. but so much different in terms of excitement, enthusiasm from one year to the next. But last year, you're like, well, you don't need to worry about signing anybody else. Just keep Ingram. You know, you know that type of conversation. And here we are again. Yeah, but, but, you know, last year, I mean, we had this good feeling about ourselves. You know, we had just went toe-to-toe with the Titan. It, uh, Patrick you Mahomes. you smelling yourself. Yeah, we were smelling ourselves a little bit. All right? We went toe-to-toe with the great Patrick yeah. Mahomes and – you know, we were a possession here, a possession there from actually winning the game and playing in the AFC Championship game. So we felt a little bit better about ourselves. I, I still felt, even when we lost that game, I still felt that we just we need we were missing a couple of components that would make us would, would, would legitimize us to the point where we could take over the Chiefs. That that was the sentiment for us moving into last year. Yeah. After you know, we say, listen, what, what what do we need to do to put the the pieces in place to where we could take over the Chiefs. And, and that's what this franchise was. And now, you know, a year later, with the same record, I mean, we've got more, you know, we've got more holes to, to fill. <laughs> and there's oh, a longer list of people. And a longer list of people that, that we – That you got to beat. Absolutely, absolutely. Because so, it's, now, uh, what, a, what a difference a year makes. Now, Houston's joined that list. Mm-hmm. Now, the Texans are at the top of the AFC South. This is not Jacksonville saying, okay, we're ready to take over the AFC – because we're man in the AFC South. Mm-hmm. Now that's not even the case. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's. We got to cl- yeah, reclaim the castle. Yeah. It's been taken over. The Houston Texans have taken over the, ca- the AFC champ. They're the AFC champs. We got to reclaim the, the castle, to be kind of, quite honest with you. Yeah. And they, listen, they're getting all the fanfare, too. They are the media darlings. They're yeah, the they favorites are. for next year. All this, every time I, I turn on, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the odds. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm looking at the odds of the teams or whatever. The t- Texans are right there in front of us. And I'm like, wow. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you got you beat know, them once. Yeah, last you beat year. them once. I mean, we beat them once last. We beat them in their house. They beat us in their house. Yeah. You know, you got you got the offense. What offensive rookie of the year? Yeah. 
you coach got of the year. Coach of the year, defensive rookie of the year. Well, Jacksonville, they still not shine. They've stole the shine. Yes, they have. Yes, they have. So here we are. This is uh, the beginning of the tag talk, free agency, not that far away. Combine coming up next week. Uh, Josh Allen's been the biggest topic here. And the other big topic out there in the National Football League is Justin Fields. And this is the classic move in today's world, taking uh, the social media path and unfollowing his team and all that kind of stuff. And you're talking about two guys, uh, Trevor here, Justin Fields there, quite different paths at this stage of their career, isn't it? Yeah, it's quite different. And part of it is is that for a second straight year, although they traded the pick last year, Justin Fields is on a team and has been on a team now for going on a fourth year that is picking first in the NFL draft. I mean, I think if the Jaguars are picking first in the NFL draft, we would have a different opinion of Trevor Lawrence as right. well. Yeah, it's that very simple. true. Yeah, so when you think about it, it's just you know, this football team, and I mentioned quarterback purgatory yesterday, and Chicago doesn't quite know exactly where they are. They're not necessarily in quarterback hell because if they kept fields, they would at least have a guy that they have, have tried to build things around. But we know what quarterback hell looks like. We've seen it. We've been in it. Uh, and now that you don't have to worry about that, there's so many other things that you hopefully will be able to fix around him. So free agency will definitely be a big talk today. Uh College hoops last night. I'll tell the story real quick. I come in yesterday. I tell the fellows, I said, look, I am looking at the, at the odds to pick NCAA champions before we head into the NCAA tournament. And if I'm going to get UConn, I got to get UConn now, okay? Because mm. it was plus 800, oh, plus no. 700. This is plus, all your fault. Plus 650, whatever. I'm telling you, it got down to plus 450, and I'm like, oh, okay, all right. Well, I'm thinking I may go there. I may go there. As soon as I announced it, they lose. They did, and I, and, I, and I watched the game, and I can't tell you, I can't tell you one guy on Creighton's team, but all I know is that they were behind the arc and they were making threes. Oh my god! And when I'm watching the game, I thought it was Matt that said it, but I, I didn't know it yes. was you. Yes, I was yes, thinking yes. the whole time while watching the game is like. You put the hex on them. Oh, I did. And and look, I'm good that way. UConn hadn't comes, lost since December, Leon. I know. When it comes to my money, I'm good at putting a hex on it, okay? All it took was Joe Coward to hop on the Huskies bandwagon. Which, like, by the way, a yeah. lot of national guys have continued to insist that Purdue is the better outfit, despite the fact that they got beat on Sunday yeah. by a team that fired its head coach four days earlier. Yeah, exactly, which is just the craziest of all that Ohio State – can can their coach and then go pick off a team that was on a nice little win streak, had been dominating. And Purdue is about as big a gamble when it comes to going into the tournament as any team out there, meaning a good team that goes into the tournament. You pick them, they're going to figure out a way to boil over instead of uh, be, be a boiler maker. It, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. So it should be noted that Purdue <laughs> is, and I want to make sure I get because I know they had the same, I know UConn's 24-3, and three, I'm pretty sure Purdue is as well. All three of their losses have come to unranked opponents. Mm, that is wild. And so they went right back to number one, even though they lost to an unranked opponent, which right. is kind of well, funny. Well, I mean, we still got a couple days here to yeah. go. I mean, yeah. for all we know, Purdue could get picked off again this upcoming weekend. I mean, right. uh, you know, Rutgers has kind of been an Achilles heel for them. They've gone into West Lafayette each of the last two years and won. So, I mean, there's a good chance that they could lose again, for all we know. Well, uh, big ball game tonight. Uh, Florida, we'll look at the rest of the SEC, but Bama v. Florida, definitely a big ball game. When when you think Florida might be ready to take on one of the bigs, that's going to be a big ask tonight. There's no question about it. By the way, to involve Matt Hayes in mm-hmm. this conversation of college basketball, that stat I mentioned about how Purdue's three losses were to three, at the time, unranked opponents. Right. 
all three on the road, all three resulted in court stormings. And so I ask mm-hmm, you, mm-hmm, Matt Hayes, mm-hmm. Nothing did, to you, celebrate see, did here. you see the Creighton court storming last night? Because the players, that was the craziest part. At one point I look and, and Doug McDermott is like still like by the scorer's table, shaking hands yeah. with Dan Hurley and the UConn Huskies. And the players are nowhere to be found. It's just the students are on the floor. Uh-huh. The students were like the, the student athletes were not in the student court storming. Crane's a pretty good team, correct? Yeah, they're a top oh, top yeah. twenty five team. Crane's yeah. been a pretty good team for I don't know thirty years, right? Yeah, yeah. They're another well. They've been competitive yeah, yeah. when they were yeah. in the valley. They were the class yeah. of the valley. Yeah. Yes. Easy, okay. So yeah. I, I don't I don't get the whole court storm. Right. Yeah, I, yeah, you were the fifteenth ranked team in the country. I was country. about to say that. I don't you're get the, it. Just, I, don't, I don't get that. You won either. the game. You're better than them. Like, yeah, but you you just picked off a team that everyone said was unbeatable. I don't know like, about everyone saying they're well, unbeatable. No, I'm just it's saying college basically. basketball, everybody's beatable. They I mean, literally took I'm the just, number four team mm-hmm. to I mean, the woodshed three days earlier. Right. This is this is hyperbole, okay? They beat that top four butt over the weekend, and then you beat them. That That is worth celebrating. And yeah, Cre- okay, so and, celebrate. And, and, and not, not, you don't have to, like, Okay, let's not call Creighton. You just said Creighton's been good for 30 years. I mean, give me a break. I mean, they ain't Gonzaga. I mean, but they have stepped up and they've been a nice story, a quote mid-major good story, but not like this. No, they. Everything. I mean, they, how many times have they been in the tournament in the last three decades? Yeah, Beating number guess. one. They beat number. They beat the defending a, national champion. Students always use that as an excuse to storm. Oh my the court. gosh! Yes, it's fun. Yes, Let them have it. a little bit of yes. fun. Also, I think it was karma. I don't know if you saw at the end of that drubbing of Marquette on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Cam Spencer, the Rutgers transfer, ironically, second Rutgers re- reference of the program. Mm-hmm. Um was waving goodbye. He literally did the you're out of here to the Marquette team. <laughs> mm. Waving at the scoreboard. Yeah. It's karma. Yeah. Yeah. Be careful. Be careful. I did see a big scrap this weekend. Yeah. What was that? From Incarnate the Southland Word? Conference. Yeah. yeah. Incarnate Word versus Texas A&M. Not even Corpus Christi. I don't even like a smaller Texas. So you're talking A&M. like a religious holy war, is what uh, you're saying, dude. Right now. It it was badass. I suggest everyone go on Twitter right now. Pull your car over and go watch some teenagers scrap. Wow. By the yeah. way, Matt, uh, fact check. And and it was the line. Sorry, Mia, but oh, it was okay. like the handshake line that is so oh, unnecessary. Yeah. Didn't we Why have are a we high doing school? this? We had a fight in a, in high school, didn't we? Along the I'm handshake sure. line. I feel like that went viral not too long ago. No, uh, high school, school I'm fight? fine. I'm fine yeah. with high school still doing the handshake line. Or was it? But I Good mean, sportsmanship. Yeah. yeah, but college, I think that's when we're getting into. Let's just like I'm okay with it, but I understand the argument. I totally get the argument. Like if you have something like this happen, you're like, okay, we need to take a good hard look at this. Is this really well, necessary? So, so, well, you're also dealing with like different. Different young guys now. Yeah. Different oh, young people. Yes. Young people are different now. Yes. yes. So here the we idea go. of what you could do. 20 years ago in a handshake line. <laughs> oh, man, yelling. No, no, it's not, yeah. man. No, I'm serious. Get it, off my you're, lawn. You're, mm-hmm. you're dealing with different young people right now. They, they, it's the Grand Torino interpretation. They, they, they like to, them in any way possible. Like, yes. Another well, that's coach, my point. Another coach back even 10 years ago could tell an, an opposing player, like, hey, that was kind of Bush League what you did. And nowadays, if you did that, the player oh would, gosh. who knows? Are you kidding me if right. you did that? Well, I look, agree. Listen, I don't like when the NBA, when they get all lovey-dovey before the game and hug. And yeah, the opposite. I, I absolutely hate that. hate that. I hate that. Yeah, there's both both Magic uh, versions and used to kiss. of yuck. That's yuck, too, but go yeah. ahead. Yeah. 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 Uh, both versions the of fact yuck. Check Not that there's any problem Not with that. And I love that. Magic. No, I love, no, no problem. I, I listen, Magic's my guy. Right. 
I didn't Jordan like never that. kissed anybody. No, no. no he didn't. Bird. He no, I just don't, I don't like Does the LeBron affection. Does LeBron kiss anybody, JJ? I don't, I don't like never. the affection before the he game. He kisses the ring. I mean, you're competitive. LeBron kisses, LeBron kisses, kisses himself in the mirror. Well, oh, right, yeah. Now, think about this. There's been jersey swapping <laughs> and, and, and spit swapping between <laughs> these guys for a while now uh, after games. It is nothing but, uh, what do you call it, uh, bro love or mad respect, uh, game on game respect, whatever. No, I see you at the bus. Yeah. Yeah. I, Even I listen. after the game, win, lose. I, I, I mean, I'm not your friend. Right. And I, I play with guys that were on, I was on teams with. Miami, Steelers teams, whatever. If, I'm not going to be see you before the game. After the game, I don't want, if we lose, I damn sure don't want to see you. If, if I see you in the offseason, fine, right? If I see you, I'll come by the bus and say, hey, what's up, bro? Great game. Yeah. But you are wired different. Yeah, uh, but, but I do agree that it's become more, it's a social media platform now as much as it is anything no, else. There it is. Yeah. There you it know is. the answer Everybody's to it. Everybody's trying to get sure. likes. For uh, sure. The, the fact, is. That's, that's the danger of the of the handshake line. I'm telling you it is. Well, the, the handshake line, the court storming. Yeah. Yeah. It's all so dangerous. Now, now you've got more things to worry about. You're worried about shivs coming I, I'm not. I'm not worried about it. I'm just telling you that that's, you're dealing with different young with you. people right now. You were well, it's, like, it's, it's not like even the young people. people. It's also the coaches. I mean, hello, Fran McCaffrey blowing up well, during Juwan, the handshake I mean, line. Had how many times? Juwan, Juwan Howard, Howard Juwan punched Howard. the guy. Howard, yeah, yeah. yeah. Juwan, Juwan needs to he be punched Brett Gard. Okay, but look, I, I know that there are over the top. It's, it's a very much peacock society, Jojo. Yeah. Very much look at True, me society. I get it, you know but, that, right? But at the same time, like we name these as if this is like quote viral that this is happening everywhere. It's happening. The court storming. Well, I no the fighting. Okay, but we haven't had too many. Uh, fights after we had plenty of court storming. We haven't had too many incidents. That as far as you know, it's well. Uh, there's video everywhere, dude. You know that it's the same thing with Tiger withdrawing shits, all the man. time. Same exact thing. He, he doesn't do it all the time, but you think he he does it all the time. And so we don't see that many bust ups or dust ups between these either court storms or the handshake line. But the handshake line, I guess I get where it could get chippy because it is right after the game. Yeah, and and, and I don't know whether you're going to eliminate it or not, but. Well, I mean, you look at the Super Bowl. I mean, Brock Purdy after the game, and I don't blame him. He lost the game. I don't, he didn't go shake Patrick Mahomes' hand. Mm-hmm. He was he was frustrated. He was disgusted by the loss, and you know the confetti's raining on him. And he's walking in the locker room. Right. I, I'm, I'm not sure what Kyle Shanahan did, but there was rumors that he didn't go shake Andy Reid. I, I didn't see it. Did you see it? No. I did not. Okay. The well, way the I'm game okay ended was a little. You know, uh, the last play of the but, game, but, it ends, uh, confetti's coming yeah. down, celebration starts. Well, That's listen, a little different. Listen, I mean, you lose a Super Bowl. But the last the, thing you're looking for is to shake somebody. Right. What, you, what you're what you giving, though, is an example of you, you can never do it right. Never. Never. Nope. Okay, because if they don't shake hands, then they're going to be criticized right. So why do it? If you can but, never yeah. do it right, exactly. why do it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, LeBron would get crushed because he'd walk off and whenever they were eliminated or whatever. Look, if you are if you got eliminated and you're ticked off. And well, if that's my El Camino listen. moment, then that's my El Camino yeah, yeah, moment. Yeah, okay? get off my lawn. Uh, Creighton has made six of the last seven NCAA tournaments, of which 2020 there wasn't one. So mm-hmm. that means they've made every tournament since 2017, Matt. So and I didn't even before that, Dougie thing? Buckets. Dougie yeah. McBucket. Yep. Yep. And his dad was the coach, right? That's, still That's kind coach. of my point. I mean, like, you're, you're Creighton. They're always you, around. Yeah. yeah. You, I, I, but no they reason have for you to storm the court. You right. beat a good yes, team. Yes, because they beat number one and I would fun. storm the court. And they're college yeah. kids. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't. Defending national champ and number one team. Imagine college That's Matt, worthy. Like holding kids back in yeah. the student section. So, like, for, so let me ask you this. We're yeah. better than So let this. me ask you this then. So let's just say Alabama wins tonight and Alabama goes on a little roll over the next week and a half and Alabama's ranked like in the top five when hey, they, they come into Gainesville. Florida. That's a storm. Hang on. When they come into Gainesville. Situation. If, if Florida beats them, you think Florida should storm the court? 
Well, if it were in I mean, the O'Connell to, Center. Shout out yeah. to the, the – uh, You do not think that. The Seriously. Rowdies well, they're were, not the defending national champion or the number one team in the land. The yeah, Rowdies, it's the number one. The Rowdies Matt. didn't yeah, – yeah. they didn't storm the court when they beat Kentucky. Well, that was – no, that was on the road. So yeah, that mind. was on the road. But Auburn. Yeah. Auburn yeah. was a 12th-ranked team in the country. Yeah, and they, you know what? They've done it so often against Auburn at, in, in Gainesville. They're used yeah, to it. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. They were the, they, when they did it last time, they were, I think, third or fourth. Yes. So I, they were a top-five team the last time, and they didn't storm the court. I mean, if you were like a team that hasn't won in a long time, if you're Vanderbilt and you beat the number one team, fine. Let me tell you something, fine. man. I, like, Vanderbilt is yeah. Creighton, though. Like, Isn't it you're, funny you're, how we always end up with Vanderbilt every time? They're just uh, you're Vanderbilt. Small but, school kids, though. Yeah. Like you're, you're trying to talk logic into like some kid who's had like six beers in the parking lot before going to watch a college basketball game. And, He's 20 years old. It, it, like, I yeah, will, there's no logic in that. I, yeah. will, uh-uh. I will dread the day when there's no joy in Whoville, okay? Wherever mm-hmm. you are, it, 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 whatever, like – you're coming through college and you get to pick off one of the bigs, man. That is the best feeling for a student, not a student athlete, but just for a student because that's the only time they really get to be in the moment with everybody else. I did get a kick out of this last night because I did pick uh, UConn uh, and went ahead and got the plus 450 on it. But Stucky pointed this out on social media that, yes, UConn did get upset last night. They did drop one. All right, you ready for this number? UConn, the past 10 years. Oh, yes. This is insane. 0 and 21 on the road versus ranked opponents. Mm. UConn, 0 and 21 on the road versus ranked opponents and two national titles. So mm. it's just so funny that you can go on the road, you, you look like, oh my gosh, you've been exposed, and, and they're still cutting down. They've that. won five national titles. Yeah. All five of those national titles began with losing their first conference game of the season as well. Mm. Yeah, they're just a weird That's a saucy outfit. Nugs. Saucy nugs. A weird outfit. Yeah. It's and Dan Hurley's a quirky guy. Great coach, by the way. Mm-hmm. Oh Pro- probably going to win National Coach of the Year. Um, if some of these mid majors and smaller schools, I'm not going to consider Wazoo That's, a smaller school, but like, it, unless one of them pulls through. Is that the Hurley from Duke or it's his brother? Brother, brother. yeah, it's his brother. brother. And Bobby he Hurley. is a right. he's a coach of juvie now. He uh, he's something else, and they they have just as many athletic bigs mm-hmm. as they had a year ago they said goodbye to people and they got new ones uh and they definitely can can run and 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 run the paint too i guess it all co- reverts back to the idea of yesterday when we were in the pre-show meeting and you mm-hmm. said i don't see who beats them and i kind of looked at you and said it's college or basketball it's man. basketball right. that's that's the truth anarchy yeah. anybody can beat them. by the way thank you for the text sign for reminding us creighton did knock off florida in 2004 Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. thank you to the text Billy line and the same texter for also reminding us that UCF stormed the court earlier this year for beating Memphis on a buzzer beater when Memphis was unranked. <laughs> um, Better believe it, buddy. But it was a buzzer beater and it was awesome. I heard UCF hung a banner. Yes. It, yes. Was, uh, it was fun. Highly recommend. I brought my shiv, but I didn't need it. <laughs> Listen, you never can go without protection. That's always been suggested <laughs> yeah, and recommended. You have no idea who's got that shit. The man. fact that this has become a bit on our show is just spectacular. Yeah. We need more court storming just so we can have more content. All right. So, got some hoops to get into. You can look at these games coming up tonight and the rest of the week, and we're going to start beginning. I, I was trying to do with the Mondays with Mark, and I was going to do Wednesdays with Wise because Mark Wise is our guy when it comes to hoops. So, we'll see if we can get him either before or after uh, this Gator game. Uh, but, Back to the football talk that we had, and I didn't think I'd see a world where, where Kirk Cousins was being rated higher than Chris Jones on a list of available free agents. But that screams the position more than anything else, isn't it? 
because Kirk Cousins is coming off an Achilles injury. How old is Kirk Cousins? 36? 30, 30, 30, 30, 35. 35. He'll be 36 by the time the yeah. season. Okay, so 30, He did play really good before oh, the yes, injury. Yes, yes, yes. He definitely was, was – yeah, Kirk Cousins continues to put up good numbers every single year. He's one of those guys that you really can't ding him too much because he does most of what he's supposed to do when he gets to the postseason. You can be critical, but there's so many other things that go into that. Bottom line is he's a stack statter, uh, and, and he's been able to do it. But anyway, he's coming off an Achilles. He's mid-30s. He's going to be 36 by the time you get to next year, and he's still regarded as the best free agent available, at least according to Pete Prisco. Why? The position. Well, I mean, isn't Kirk Cousins in that, that bunch of – guys who put up big numbers, lead this team to playoffs and can't win games. The Dak Prescotts of the world. That's, yeah. that's the label Dak's getting uh, Yeah, now. I, mean, I yeah. mean, if he had a star on the, on the side of his helmet, it would be completely different. The fact that he's with the Vikings <laughs> is that he gets a pass because he's he's that same guy. I, I, I pull those guys, those two guys together. They're that same guy. You watch them in, you watch them in the regular season. They put up amazing numbers, teams winning games, getting yeah. playoffs, and they choke. Okay, so I'll give it to you. Choke. Playoffs. Oof. Playoffs in his career, one and four. There it is, that part. Okay, one and four. So have you thrown Dak into that choke pool? What, what is, what's Dak Prescott's record in, uh, in the I'm playoffs? I'm sure he's right there. He's right there. Two wins, maybe? Yeah, I think he he's, might have may, two. He may have two. Yeah, and but wow. one and four for Kirk. And, again, I, I, I always try and defend the quarterback because the team – also shares yeah. in this that Two defense that defense that Dallas uh, had the other uh, when that game against Green Bay Dak wasn't playing defense Dan Quinn was calling that defense but didn't Dak have two turnovers in that bad, game bad he was so oh, he was, bad he was so bad he was not terrible he threw for like 400 yards yeah, but it yeah. was because they were getting oh, I'm just saying yeah. outplayed by Jordan Love and winning yeah. close two picks yeah. yeah I'm just simply saying he was not alone yeah that, yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. that defense I mean they couldn't stop they couldn't stop one play yeah Dak is two and five by two and five so yeah that's that's but he's never been past the uh, he's never yeah, one past the divisional round. Stink, stink. So they've lost every <laughs> divisional round. Yeah, I, agree. I mean, I don't disagree. Yeah. But guess what? They both make a lot of money, dude, because mm-hmm. there's oh. something to be said for getting your team to the playoffs every year. Yeah, it's yeah. playing that most important position. Like, like, don't you? Wouldn't you have taken Kirk Cousins' stat line last year for? Trevor, you know, he before he got hurt, oh, he yes. had 18 touchdowns and five picks. Yes. All day, all yeah. day. Very clean with the football. All day and twice on Sunday. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Honestly, he's not, He's a guy who doesn't give up the football too often. Mm-hmm. He, he doesn't make those types of mistakes. But does he, does he have 18 and five with that offensive line in front of him? That's the mm-hmm. question. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Yeah. And here's the next and part of the Justin reason. Je- Justin Jefferson was hurt a lot last year, so mm-hmm. I, I don't Miami. even think you can really give him that. And here's the next question. If you're Kirk Cousins and you're coming off of this significant injury, do you gamble? Do you go back to Minnesota on a one- or a two-year deal? Or is there a team that's going to be willing to give him big money, i.e. an Atlanta or a Denver, that's in quarterback purgatory? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't see that happening. That's where I think the Vikings, it sounds bad, they probably rejoiced um, when he was done for the year with the injury because they said, okay, we got a little bit of a discount because he's going to be coming off a significant injury. We can draft our quarterback to the future while he's the bridge mm-hmm. so long as he comes back. But I've seen it floated that maybe Atlanta would be interested. I was just going to mention Atlanta. And I just because, don't see that happening. But the reason – all right, let's at least leave it there and come back to it because Atlanta is an attractive place for a quarterback because they're beginning again and they have really good offensive weapons 
to welcome a quarter, to attract a quarterback to come to the ATL with Bijan, with Drake, with Pitts. So we'll get into that. And then I want to pose this other question, which I think you guys can definitely chime in. When was the last time Jacksonville had a top three free agent? Top three free agent going into the offseason. Uh, and that is what Josh Allen is right now. Let's just get into that coming up as well. Golf Club of Southampton, 287 play. Beautiful day, man. Go on out. Uh, hit the practice range. It's going to be warm before you know it, but this is a great day weather-wise. The sun is up, so definitely check it out. 287 play. Put a peg in the ground. Go play there. A foursome. Practice whatever it might be at the Golf Club of Southampton. <laughs> Grilling up lunch with Leon and the Sausage Dudes. Sausage with a purpose on 1010XL. It took me a second before I realized <laughs> why we were playing this music. Last day for JJ. Yes. Before I mean, he, he heads across Italiano. the pond. Italia. No. The pilgrimage. At long last, the honeymoon, the pilgrimage. First time overseas. Yes, JJ? Uh, yeah, I've been to like uh, South, you know, Mexico, all that stuff. But yeah, first time in Europe. I'm excited. Yeah, that is Leaving good. at uh, 7, 6 in the morning, I'll be leaving my apartment tomorrow. What's the itinerary through Italia? Uh, Florence for a week, Rome for a week. Nice. Mm-hmm. So you're and then just back home it, for the players. I, I like that that you're keeping it like pretty stationary. You're not going. We're like, going. We have like we're going to Bologna trips. for a day. Yeah, right. like different cities. Day but, but we are staying in just two places. I, I heard like you could spend a month in Rome. Well, mm-hmm. and part of it too is like so many people. Especially if you're kidnapped. Because, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Too. Hopefully that doesn't happen. Um, because, throw that out before Matt Because did. of the. Uh, <laughs> we're going to get a ransom note. <laughs> but I, I did hear that the pickpockets oh, yeah. are like They're spectacular the professionals over there. So uh, be very yeah. careful. I just didn't know because with the train system the way it is in Italy, which by the way, I'm not going to encourage this. Mm-hmm. I've been to Italy twice in my life and. Mm-hmm. Um, there have been multiple times in which I've paid for the train ticket, and then I realize they're not checking them. Yeah, so just jump. May or may <laughs> yeah. not, may or may not yeah. have done it once or twice. Uh, um, plenty of that going on in America. Right, yeah. exactly. But <laughs> the point is, is that because the train system is so accessible, like so many people, they want to go like a day in this city, a day yeah. in this city. Yeah. So I, I applaud you, JJ, and the lovely Blake, that you guys are going to have the home base Don't and you do the day out. trips and. I, I very much. JJ, everything that. in the front pocket. That's all. Yep, exactly. I was You'll told the exact same mm-hmm. thing. And of course, they're going to see Big Bad Me and be like, we're not going to mess with that. Right? Are we'll you bringing tell- a fanny pack then? Or <laughs> is that what you mean the by the front? The fanny pack across the chest is the new thing. Yes. No. Mm-hmm. Across yeah, body bag. Yeah, that can get exactly. too, man. That's Just actually stylish. You mean yeah, the come purse? back with a male purse. Yeah. yeah. A male purse. Yeah. A male purse. Yeah. Cross Immerse. body bag. Mm-hmm. Immerse. No, oh, they're all the rage. I mean, I'm, I'm seeing right now Tyree Kills in Greece, and he's probably sporting one as Absolutely. he's walking around yeah. Europe. Immerse. So do as the Two Europeans guys. do. Me Just tell, uh, tell Blake Tyreek. if she feels someone pressing the flesh, make sure that it's, <laughs> that it's you and not somebody else, all right? I want to get back to the NFL free agencies, some of those questions mm-hmm. that Joe posed for us before the end of the previous segment, but I do want to tie up some loose ends. Um, first and foremost, a uh, fact check. UCF upset Memphis back in 2013, I believe it was. Um, yes, thank you to 910 for confirming for us. Now, yeah. in 2013, they knocked off Kansas this year, who was then number three in the country earlier this season, the first ever home game for UCF in the Big 12, to which Matt Hayes has said he's okay with that yeah, court right storming. With you beat Billy Self, you beat the NCAA. 
Look, mm. if it's something like that where you, it's your first year in the Big 12 and you've never really played Kansas and it's a big win and you win at home, if somebody's got to die, they got to die. I think so, we I think we should write a book. I think we should. Uh, when you're allowed to court storm court and storm. sacrifice. Court that storming lines. etiquette. Or maybe, yeah. you know, like when you walk into an MLB clubhouse, they have like the gambling rules on the wall. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. every time you walk into the student section of one of these schools, you should have to read that. You know? Yeah, or you just go Matt's with. rules. WWMD. I love what Matt do. I think that could be the title of it. <laughs> All I know is, JJ, will you be back March 5th? You'll be back. No, by I then. won't. Oh, you won't? No. Okay, because I was going to say. The next day. We need Alabama to ascend the AP poll rankings. I can personally ensure that. Don't worry. We'll make that happen. Mm -hmm. We'll get them to be the number one team in the country. It's a Tuesday, Tuesday night, 9 o'clock local tip in Gainesville. Oh, yeah. Just a little oh, wacky, yeah. but Super hey, Tuesday. that's good. JJ and I'll have time from Helmets and Heels. We'll find somebody. To, or no, you won't be here, so it's okay. I'll figure it out. And we'll head down there, mm -hmm. and we will pass out pamphlets mm -hmm. that say, what when would Matt do? Green light. Mm -hmm. What would Matt do? Green light. And look, I, 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 anytime I, mean, I wouldn't have a shiv, I can tell you that. Yeah, anytime you give me a chance to celebrate, I'm in. Uh, I'm jumping in, uh, as opposed to being reserved and, and and not coming out of my chair. Those are great moments for kids, man. The raw, the raw essence of it, which is awesome. All right, so I asked this question: Josh Allen, you could argue, Kirk Cousin, Chris Jones, Chris Jones, Kirk Cousins. However, you want to do it. Would Josh Allen be the third best? free agent available. Well, Pete Prisco breaks down his top 100 free agents. He's got Josh Jones third. Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Is there another free agent that this team has lost? And they probably won't lose Josh Allen. Let's also make that very clear. But is there another free agent that was floating out there? The closest mm -hmm. I can come up with is Juwan Taylor a year ago getting an $80 million deal. No one saw that yeah, coming. Okay. He wasn't top he was three. Not, he was he wasn't top three. three, absolutely. He wasn't top three. Uh, I mean, he got a hell of a deal. He ended up signing top three, though, didn't he? Yeah, he got top three money. Yeah. But he wasn't no the top Jags three player. The Jags have the first comp pick. He mm -hmm. wasn't no top three player. He wasn't the top three lineman. Well, I tell you what, as soon as Mia said that, think about this. <laughs> top three money. Yeah. <laughs> but okay. well, that doesn't equate. That, that, listen, see, that's the problem I have with these youngsters. Don't be that way. Don't equate money with talent. All right, you got paid, yeah, because the market set this place. But you know, good and doggone well that Jawan Taylor was was middle of the range tackles. Yeah, and you NFL. are, and and, and the flags disagree. proved it this year. Yeah, the flag. Yeah. He's led the league in flags the last two years, <laughs> yeah. bro. Yeah, but it's so funny when we think of what happens when you lose a free agent. Yeah, if you get a free agent that you drafted and developed, and he goes somewhere else for a big ticket, you get a compensatory pick. When is the last time this team had a compensatory pick? Up until this last year? 13 years ago. Yeah. More than a decade. Almost a decade and a half. So that mm. actually, that, that answers the entire, because I'm looking, I'm like, oh, holy smokes. Taven Bryan left. No, that's not it. All right. Uh, Quincy, no, no. Josh Oliver, no. I thought your initial question was, when have the Jaguars signed oh, no, no. a top three free agent? That, that, we got a laundry list right. of either mm. goods or bads that they've brought in. But guys that they've lost, like Jalen Ramsey asked out of town. He would have been one of the bigger ones had mm -hmm. they lost him to free agency. Uh, you can just go down the line. I'm telling you, there are so many. When you look at their list, number three overall pick, Dante Fowler. They got him out of town. And then mm -hmm. on the flip side of that, you have Quincy Williams, who was released for nothing. Right. And then went on to become an all-pro. Yeah, Allen mm -hmm. Robinson, they didn't re-sign him. Well, I mean, uh, to, to be fair, you could have one or two coming up. I mm -hmm. mean, if if 
Walker Little plays big. Right. Tyson Campbell plays big. Potentially, yeah. If Andre yeah. Sisco plays big. If all three can, of them play big yeah. and all of a sudden yeah, now you're, you're, you're staring down the barrel yeah. next year. Of, well, then then well, you can not you can start to give Trent Baalke credit if something like that happens because Dave Caldwell's bunch, Dave, I, I mean, honestly, the, no one was chasing these guys down and giving them big fat checks except for Juwan, mm-hmm. like we just said, who was the you know, second round pick and ended up getting 80 million bucks. Unfortunately, I got rid of Dave's not here. Oh, you better, Why? You better not. Yeah, just because yeah. we haven't, he hasn't worked here care. in years. No, we care. still need it. <laughs> I got to find I it. also think um, we're going to light up on that. that the we got to have him. The way it's trending, that I don't, I don't, like, I don't think Trayvon Walker's going to go, but he would be in a situation where, you know, he could be at that point. Mm-hmm. He well, could be I think a, the, a top two, three guy in free agency. Like the way you're presenting it is that if the, the Walker, the Walker Littles, the Cisco's, the Campbells, that's the first wave of them. Right. And then Trayvon would come after that. And heck, ETN, who knows what the sure. end result of it is, but he's a running back and they usually do uh, see free agency as opposed to getting second contracts. But the bottom line is this team has spent so many drafts in the top 10 not to have second contract guys that they're keeping or not to have big names that they're losing True. think of it's one or the other right it's one or the other it's you either get a, in a top 10 you get a great player and you keep him or you get a great player and you can't keep him because of all the other good players right. you've got and therefore you got to say goodbye meanwhile this team had Luke Jokel didn't get anything out of him that's a decade ago Justin Blackman didn't get anything out of him. Uh, he never finished his career. Blaine Gabbert didn't get anything out of him. So on and on and on with those guys. I was telling Matty yesterday, Tyson Alalu was one of the guys that got a second contract. We're going back over the last decade and a half that we're talking about. He was a good player, mm-hmm. a really good player, not a top 10 pick overall. And that's just the, the way it's worked out. It's also the nature of the position he played, yeah. too. Yeah. It's Plus, just, I don't know if I'd go as far as to say he was a really good player. He was – Solid. Yeah, I meant to emphasize it because he played right. 15 years. He was but a really to, good player. So the larger argument we were talking about yesterday yeah. was this team has to get to the point where they're giving second contracts. You better believe it. When these guys the, are earning second contracts. It goes to Leon. If you pay people inside your locker room instead of going outside to get them, then you, you're, you've done something. You've developed, mm-hmm. number one. Yeah. And number mm-hmm. two, you're rewarding that, that their development. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and also your evaluation of them. Right. Counts as well. I mean, because for so long, over the last decade or so, this team has not done well in evaluating talent. And a mass majority of that talent either falls off, gets cut, or doesn't get a second contract. So, I mean, that, that speaks volumes that if, if, you're, if you're doing an evaluation where you're getting first, second, third round picks that are playing well. What was the last guy to get a second contract here? Um, Blake. Um, was it Blake? Well, I mean, Blake no, uh, well, Devon you, Hamilton technically just got. Yeah, a second Devon yeah, just got one. Yeah, he that's did. True. You can go Devon Smoot. You can, but they're smaller contracts. But Devon was. A I third mean, like, round like pick. first, first three rounds. Yeah, so Devon, know, Hamilton. Devon was Devon a Hamilton. third round pick. So prior to Devon Hamilton, it was the last guy to got a second contract. Okay, Smoot so, was a third round pick. Yeah, that, that's the only one that popped up for me um, because Kalevon's not going to get one. Miles Visca's been long gone. CJ's been long gone. Ben Barch dealt away or let go and and then picked up. Miles Jack, but he was gone a year later. No, yeah, he was right? gone two, three years later. Because yeah, the extension came, if you remember, it came early in the 2019 season when yeah. everyone thought that Yannick Ngakwe would be the one getting an extension or Jalen Ramsey. Instead, they paid Miles, and then he was on the team in 19, 20, 21, and then re- released at the beginning of the Doug Peterson era. Yeah, because if I'm just going down the line real quick, 
And we mentioned the Jalen draft. That's Jalen, Miles, Unique. First three picks in that draft, pretty dang good. Uh, really, really good. And then we all know what happened. Uh, <clears throat> kind of acrimony set in and so on and so forth. And so uh, Unique was gone, and then Jalen was gone, and then Miles obviously stayed here. But then after that, Leonard Fournette, Cam Robinson, Dewan Smoot. Which thank Cam you. got him a deal. Right. Thank you, 789, yeah, for yeah. reminding us that Cam yeah. did get a second contract yeah. after playing on the tag, too. Yeah, there just there aren't that many of them. I think we all know that. There just aren't that many of them. The next year was Taven Bryant, DJ Chark, Ronnie Harrison. That's, that's awful. That's awful. Uh, well, I think the, the problem is there aren't that many on the lines of scrimmage, which mm-hmm. is where you – that's where you make your bones, mm-hmm. you know? Well, like if when you, you can build, get second contract yeah. guys on the lines of scrimmage, I think you're in good shape. All right, so let's give you this one, okay? Because the 2019 draft, Josh Allen's the guy coming up because they had the five-year deal as a first-round pick. They pick up the option on him. We all know where he's at. But when you go down the line of that particular draft, Josh Allen's the only guy that's going get to a, get a chance at getting that second contract. Juwan's gone. Mm-hmm. We do know that he was a, a decent player yeah, it was and decent. then got a killer contract. Josh Oliver, they just said goodbye. Quincy Williams, they just said goodbye. Brock Armstead, Gardner Minshew, and Dontavious Russell were the rest of that draft. Well, Gardner Gar- Minshew turned out, was the, <laughs> turned out okay. Yeah, G was one of the, one of the best storylines this team's had in, in, in its existence. Two of will. those guys were really good players this year for other teams, mm-hmm. like Gardner and then – Quincy was all pro, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was Qu- all Quincy pro. was definitely And Gardner made a pro bowl. And Gardner, yeah. yeah. And Josh Oliver got paid by the Minnesota Vikings. So really, if you're Dave Caldwell, right, Dave, you I'm stand sorry. up a little bit, I'm do you sorry, not? Dave was uh, right. Dave was right. <laughs> it's just, it gets you a little bit. It, it really does. And, and when you talk about building a team, Matt, go back to what you were just saying. The core, and it doesn't always happen this way, but if you build your lines of scrimmage, yes. you can say goodbye to more expensive skill players and just just use the Steelers as an example because they are probably one of the shining examples. They draft, they develop. When a guy hits uh, a point where he wants to get a big payday, they say goodbye to him because they're drafting and another guy behind him. Guy. Yeah, exactly. that's you're never panicking and giving a guy $49 million to play right guard for yeah. you. Yeah. That's kind of the did. point. If you just draft and develop on the lines of scrimmage, you're in good shape. So, I'm not, I mean, honestly, and I don't know what you guys think of this, but I'm not even sure that Devon Hamilton was worth a second contract. But he got it. Right. It was. I think they looked at it and they probably said <clears throat> in that building, we got to do something to keep the core, and we like what he has done. And we can get a little bit of a discount by doing it now yes. and yes. having more to, right. guaranteed money. Right. And, and also, I mean, by all accounts, and again, I know it's just training camp, the guy looked awesome. In right, those first few on. preseason games, yeah, I mean, no one could have seen that infection coming. That's true. No one. That's a good point. No one. So by that, the way. That's where I give him kind of a pass. We will not ignore the second contract that Dewey got here oh, in the city of Jacksonville. Oh, yes. Okay. Round of applause. We, we yes. will not ignore he that. He was a free agent last year. Highest and he decided to come back. Yes. Right. Another Dave Caldwell, Jim, by the way. Exactly the right. There it is. There it is. I want to bring this now um, full circle <clears> to the conversation from the boys on Jaguars today um, because they apparently were spending most of their program on this, and then they asked me during the handoff, and, and I was kind of met with, like, friction. Mm-hmm. If there was their, – their question was if there's one position that you can guarantee you have a Pro Bowl, all-pro talent at, and it was, you know, wide receiver, corner, defensive tackle, or center, which would it be? And I argued center because I would have said one of those other premium positions, yes – 
But the conversations that I've had with Leon, with Coach Campo, with every former player, draft analyst, or current over the last few weeks, the mantra has been if you can build from the interior of the line on both the offensive and defensive ends, if that front three, that interior three is strong, then you don't have to worry. And everything else is hunky-dory because that's the identity of your team and that becomes the backbone, literally, of your team. To which, of course, the boys were like, yeah, but like Brandon Linder was a third-round pick. I hope you like my Mike Dempsey impression. Mm-hmm. Um, to which he's right. You can get value in the second, third, even day, th- second, third round on day three as well. But isn't it nice when you don't have to worry about it? It's taken care of instead of what this team finds itself going through right now, this identity crisis, as Leon alluded to yesterday, of, you know, what is this identity because we don't know what that middle three is. And I don't think that's a conversation we thought we'd be having. And so that's where when I look at free agents, I look at second contracts, I look at what Matt was saying about just find a guard, find a center that can – you don't have to worry about it. Mm -hmm. Even if you have to overdraft. You take it for granted. At at this this point, point. even if you have to overdraft and pick somebody at 17, that's probably not – probably not a guy that you're typically going to take until 25 or 26. You at least got a guy who's got a little attitude, who's got a little nastiness to him, and he's going to be in your lineup for eight, ten years. Mm -hmm. Temple said that. If you if you take a center, I would listen. I would have no problem if you take one of the best centers in college football at number seventeen. I have would have no problem with that. Right, someone who's been a fixture that's probably been a center or starting center for whatever school for the last three four years. That means mm-hmm. he's seasoned, he's smart, he's tough, he's physical. I mean, I, like Linderbaum. Linderbaum's well, going to play say, for the Ravens for eight years. Exactly. Say, at Linderbaum. Minimum, yeah. That's a Creed. minimum. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, Linderbaum and. Creed Humphrey. And, yeah, yeah. And Creed. Those are, tempo setters, bro. Yeah. Their tempo. For what it's worth, though. You said 17. I want. I, I feel like they were saying top 10, which is a little different. Mm-hmm. Just a little different. No, no, I'm just saying like yeah. the, where they're slotted now. Where they're yeah. slotted, yeah. I, I, if you got to overdraft somebody at 17, then do it. And then go to Coach you, Campos. You need that. Go to Coach Campos' theory, 20, and he cut it off kind of at 20. Mm-hmm. He said 20 to, to 40, you may see a lot of the same grades for guys. Mm-hmm. And that's when you might say, okay, if all these important positions I need – I'm going to take the best player available, but 20 through 40, you can have a lot of the same grades, and then you pick that that dog that you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But but if you get so, if you if you build from the inside out, mm-hmm. if you build from the inside, and then you and you the interior of your offensive line, if that's set, I mean that's going to make it so much easier on Trevor. Mm-hmm. All right, because your tackles, whoever your tackles are going to be, they're, they're solid, they're decent. All right, but the interior of the offensive line, where there's pressure on the outside, and Trevor can step up, and he knows he's got a pocket. He's got that bubble in that protection and the running game. With the meat and potatoes of your running game is your interior of your offensive line, mm-hmm. huh? your ability to block the one, the three, and the mic. And if those guys can work double teams and whatever they push and climb to that next level, man, you got something. Man, I'm so tired of third and half a foot and throwing the ball. Mm-hmm. And third that and part, half a that foot. part, and trick playing it. <clears throat> That's yeah, that, like yeah. I, you, you know, just. Get a guard that you can run behind. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Get a road grader. Yeah, they haven't had it. I want someone with, with wide shoulders and big hips. Mm-hmm. I'm just mm-hmm. so glad mm-hmm. you all are on my side they of this. Big I was yeah, like, I, I like come in for like crosstalk, and I yeah. thought like I was going to be attacked. <laughs> I was like, look, that's been the conversation that we've at least been having on this show. Well, I, I always say that the triangle of trouble is mm-hmm. the interior part of your offensive line, and if you don't <laughs> have a good interior defensive line, and that means. You don't keep the football, and they keep the football. Right. Those yeah. are the worst and, things that can happen. And here's the thing: you, you you've got you got Trayvon Walker, you got Josh Allen. Now you go go get your defensive tackle that can stop the run and get out to the pass. Yeah. 
get you just a, I don't know who 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 you get, but someone just a just some just some nasty old dog. And, and, and you, and you don't it, need the first round talent necessarily. Yeah, there. Not, no, you, you just listen. I tell you something. In my whole career, eleven years of my career, I've always had trouble with Samoans. They big. As, I've always, I've always, had, I've strong. always had trouble with some. Every time I saw lined up against one, I was like, "Oh Lord, it's gonna be a long day." <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, don't, whatever team is in Utah or Washington or USC, USC, right. I'm telling you, get you right. one of those. Yeah. That's get why y'all lost BYU. Maybe like, <laughs> we lost BYU because half the team was grown. All right, so that is a good segue. That's a good segue to the great transfer portal debate. Oh, we're going to go take a trip down memory lane. Some wide receivers of Leon's past, of so many of our Nooners' favorites over the years. We're going to give you five wide receivers. Leon has his list. I do. Do you want to reveal it now? Let them marinate a little bit? I let them marinate a little bit. I mean, you know, Matt Hayes, you know, Questioning, questioning my uh, list because I wasn't uh, questioning it. Yeah, I was just um, because you you considering the grace. I'm considering well, who was great. I mean, Randy Moss who played F- he played the FCS level. So you gave one of my guys away. Yeah, do not do that, Matt. No, I, right, thought, so I, thought, but I thought you take him on. out already. All right, hang on, I'm not taking him out. Right. So Leon's gonna give everybody five wide receivers, <clears throat> all time greats at the college level. Again, college Give level. Yeah, five wide go. receivers. If you're in F- at a Power 5 program right now, which of those five would you take in the transfer portal? We will do that to begin the 1 o'clock hour right here on a Golf Club of Southampton Wednesday on XL Primetime. Grilling up lunch with Leon and the Sausage Dudes. Sausage with a purpose on 1010XL. 1 o'clock hour is here and so are the transfer portal rankings. Not those transfer portal rankings. Well, we... We've created our own Leon's transfer portal. I don't know if we can find a sound effect for it, but it, it, it's a fun one to do because he didn't have the transfer portal back in his day, and there's so many of them that are moving left and right uh, from one school to the other. We definitely want to set it up. A Wednesday brought to you by the Golf Club of Southampton. Thanks for hanging out with us. Beautiful day. You can head on out there and enjoy either a little practice time kind of on your own or take the group out there. You can call 287 play and don't forget, tomorrow night they got trivia. And then Friday night, music on the patio under the stars with a great menu and a local artist. It's all happening at the Golf Club of Southampton. Joe C. Mio, Brian, Maddie Hayes, Big Surs, and JJ. I did hear from Kathy, uh, uh, <clears throat> former PGA Tour extraordinaire, and she pointed this out, Matt, and I didn't realize this, that she says Mike Shan- or excuse me, Kyle Shanahan and right. Andy Reid had a deal before the game, wow. they were not going to look for each other to really? worry about shaking hands because it was just going to be chaotic at the end. So they just decided, don't deal worry now. We've got yeah. deals. Yeah. And Andy it, was like, I can't look for burgers and yeah, you. Exactly. Is that like a squirrel exactly. deal? I'm going to be hungry at that <laughs> the deal point. deal we have with squirrels? Is that that yeah. as well? Same kind of thing? <laughs> I don't know. But they at least had that one, just that, right. that pact, which I thought was pretty good. Uh, and so if that's how they did it, that's fine. Uh, we had mentioned uh, that Brock Purdy had walked off without – uh, finding Pat Mahomes, but in a in a sea well, of also Patrick Mahomes was and... like too busy like diving into the end zone. Like, oh my gosh, what, what yeah. was that? Just like when like he just like the over. energy level just like came well, down. Well, I finally done or... it. Like, right? Yeah, like you, you finally you, you because you know how hard it is. You it's just like uh, in, in a World Series. You got six outs, and you mm-hmm. think there's there's no way we're not going to win this game. Six outs. You got to live and die with every single out, and then something happens and tables turn and you don't get it done so that's that relief of 
It's like a golfer. Remember how Tiger was always tunnel vision until he could finally celebrate in the end with a win. Yeah, except Patrick hole. Mahomes had already won two Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. I'm yeah. just talking about out finishing that one yeah, off. Yeah, that one was, know? yeah. That's why I said, like, the, the sugar high. Yeah. Just, like, the levels yeah. dropped. Just getting it done. All right, so the transfer portal, Leon. I mm-hmm. do have sound as we enter Leon's okay, transfer here we go. portal. So I like here. that. It's beautiful. Sounds like Duran Duran. That, that, that's Star Trek, right? Is that not Star Trek? It was. So suspend your belief system right. for one moment. Mm. And go back in time with go Leon back in time. Cersei Absolutely. In yes. the great transfer portal. Well, before we, we get to the list, I'm, I'm going to tell you the guys that were left here. off the list. Because oh. I went on the list. There's a lot of great wide receivers that played in the, back in the day. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm looking at whew, Desmond Howard, mm-hmm. Torrey Holt, Justin Blackman, Percy Harvin. Jerry Judy, is not Calvin Johnson. So those are kind of some of the cats that were left off the list. Some amazing players, absolutely. Yeah, some I, I, players. I feel like we may have to have uh, another round of this later in our offseason. Mm-hmm. But hit it. The great transfer portal. Great transfer portal, all right? The, 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 now, this, if, if, if you're first time listening, is this is what guy would you what, what guy would you take for your team right now? They're all, that in, was the in, the, they're all in the portal. Who all these got? guys. Okay, number – at number one, Michael Crabtree, Texas Texas mm. State. Listen, I listen. I'm I'm speaking from experience, okay? Because when I was coaching at FIU, we played Texas Tech in Lubbock. All right, we lost sixty six to three. Yeah, you don't get out of Lubbock. Oh, alive. you you know you know you'll get out of Lubbock live. That's when the the mad scientist, God rest his soul, he was Leech. the head coach. Mike Leach, who was the coach, they put sixty. I I never been beat that bad before. Are they throwing never. tortillas at you guys? Because no. they typically do that. Do they? Yeah. Oh, well, no, I didn't get no tortillas. But I, they didn't that. waste them on but, that yeah, yeah, they, they didn't waste, waste them on that yeah. But I, listen, I, Michael Crabtree, his freshman year, he had 1,920 he, he yards. Was, he was extraordinary. Yeah. He's crazy. Absolutely was great. So that's my first guy, Michael Crabtree. By Number the way, two. like the greatest ending to the Texas game ever with him. Oh, yeah, down catching the on the sideline. Yeah. Getting it, the guy off him and running for a touchdown. And the fans yeah. storm like, what the we field. Need? Yeah. Well, you know, Matt would have probably said this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just well, Texas, that one, the number just, one team. Yeah, exactly. All right, number two, the great Larry Fitzgerald Pitt. Mm. He, was, he was a hell of what a player. What a player he was. Man. He was crazy. Ooh. He absolutely just, was. Just on player. the face, those two guys, mm-hmm. you could throw it anywhere. Like if you were on YouTube and you look at 1010XL, anywhere in the studio, you put the ball up in the air. Those, oh, his catch radius was 360. Oh. It was 360. It was he crazy how, how, how right. much they could go up and get. At number three, Matt Hayes' favorite, Peter Warwick. Now, Peter Warwick was a beast, bro. Some kind of good. He was some kind of good. He and was. a great returner. Great returner, punt returner, kickoff returner, and receiver. Yeah. That, that championship game when they played Virginia Tech? Yeah. Swiss Army knife. He Dude, was. Peter Warwick, this is what I always tell people about Peter Warwick. I don't care where you are, at what point you come into the game, if, you, if all of a sudden Florida State game comes on and he's on, stop. Mm-hmm. Right then, and watch. Yeah, it. watch. Yeah. He, he's one of the great mysteries of not making it in the NFL. The Bengals, really man. Yeah, because he, he was great. <laughs> knee yeah. injury. Was yeah. it knee? Just, yeah, it yeah. was knee injury. Just terrible. How many years? He played like what? Three, four years? Yeah, more than that. I think like five or six. Five or six was, years. But yeah. his knee, he got yeah. injured early yeah. and then well, couldn't run anymore. Yeah, it's like he it wasn't, wasn't even run. It was the dynamic. It was the explosion. Right, he didn't it, have it anymore. It wasn't mm-hmm. Kajana Carter or Blair Thomas come in and their knee gets torn up as soon as they come into the league. It's just, just, 
one injury after another just kept getting him. Okay, now number four, we had some issue with number four, but it'll be interesting to see what the listeners say about it. Mm-hmm. Randy Moss at, at, at Marshall. Now, Randy Moss, uh, who finished fourth in the Heisman Trophy voting, Matt Hayes is telling me that the fact that he was at Marshall is the reason why he was so successful. Which I think is Joe crazy was telling to you too. No, but you you know, but so you were, but you, but you, your your voice spoke volumes. My point is. It's it's like putting Jordan and having him play at NAIA basketball, college basketball. It's the same kind of thing. Well, to that point, I mean, Penny Hardaway was playing at Memphis State. He was a mm. first overall pick, was he yeah, not? Yeah, but Memphis State's a Division One basketball team. Yeah, so is Marshall. No, now no, they are. No, oh, no they now were, they are. Okay. They not then. then. Yeah. When Pennington yeah, and Randy yeah. Moss were, like, killing everybody, they were 1AA. And just, as evidenced by the numbers, do you mm-hmm. have those numbers in front of you, what, what Randy Moss had? They were absolutely ridiculous. They were sick. <laughs> they were sick. And by right. the way, uh, you know, lighting up is how he got to Marshall, okay? So let's just That was old Bob that. Pruitt, by the way, the old former Florida oh, yeah. D.C. that yeah. went there and was a head coach and got all those guys – all those cast-offs from all the teams. And he did whatever he Okay, won, so yeah. he played one season of FBS, and then yeah. they were transitioning while he was there. So yeah. the one season of FBS 1AA, as mm-hmm. we used to call it, as a freshman, 78 catches, 1,700 yards, and 28 <laughs> touchdowns. More hey, than listen. two a game. Who did they play that year? Uh, probably, it don't yeah, I don't even know. The Youngstown yeah, State. But, you know, he was a man but, but, that's, boys. but is that his fault that you can't cover me? Right. It's like it's, we were talking before. No, but you have to ding him if you're doing like an all-time list for college football players because but he still was a great college football player. I'm not player. saying he Would you not agree with that? Yeah. Huh? Would you not agree that it's certainly a different level of play? Well, I mean. What? I mean, that'd be like the Canes playing in FCS school every week. And yeah, then Andre we, Johnson having a gigantic season and saying Andre Johnson was the and best And we lost ever. to Middle Tennessee State. <laughs> well, yes. You know what <laughs> I mean, bro? That's the new game. <laughs> no one's gettable. That's the new oh, game. Oh, that schedule. Um, exactly. That Marshall team? <laughs> yes. Played, this is 1997, right, JJ? I'm not sure. When, whenever his ni- freshman year 97, was. 97, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah 97, 97, yeah. They played West Virginia, mm. Army. No, 96 they won it all. By what, in NAIA? One double A. One double A. Right. right. So then ninety seven. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then the next year, mm-hmm. ninety seven. Yep. They played West Virginia, Army, Kent State, Western Illinois, Ball State, Akron, Miami of Ohio, Eastern Michigan, Central Michigan, all yeah, your Mac schools, Ohio, Toledo, and Ole Miss. They lost to the Motor City Bowl. Toddy Toddy. No, yeah, they played. They, they were some but Billy basically back then. <laughs> yeah. They and were, so, and he was beating them up. Yeah, he was. And that year, so this is '97. Because, like, right before they dominated one double A, like right. they won everything down there, and that's sort of when they moved up. And they've been a good program. So, in that one year oh, in the yeah. MAC, Randy Moss, 90 catches, 1,647 yards receiving, and 25 touchdowns. Wow. So that yeah. means in the bowl game, he must have lit them up because he added them all three, three more. Yeah, he uh, was, that was well, a different. Year. That was a different year. Different okay, year. okay, but he was right. one of the early versions. Like Harold Carmichael is a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. He was a big human being from Jacksonville uh, in the '70s, playing for the Eagles. But he couldn't fly like Randy Moss could. Yeah, Randy was one of the first guys, at least that I recall, that height and yeah. size married well, up with speed. Yeah. Well, you know what Dion called him? He called him Next Man Speed. Yeah, next man speed is like, it wasn't. It wasn't. That means that whatever the man next to me is running, I'm running fast. <laughs> <laughs> he was so good. 
So okay, so that's Randy Moss at number at number four. At Shout number out five, to Chad Pennington, by the way, great yeah, player. Oh, yes, yes, right. He did play with Chad. Bunch of balls. Absolutely. First jersey I ever owned. All right, Chad mm-hmm. Pennington. Yeah. So number five is uh, Devontae Smith, mm-hmm. Alabama. Heisman Trophy winner. It, it's funny how he rose that year mm-hmm. and ultimately won the won the Heisman Trophy. And to begin the year, and Matt would probably argue the other side of this is that he wasn't the best receiver on his team. On nah, his team. Nah, he wasn't. And, and and I so I still. Matt, Jameson. I still have a Waddle v. Smith debate uh, over who's yeah. better because I still think Devontae Smith is, is balling, and believe it or not, mm-hmm. Devontae Smith is is kind of like slight as he looks. He's stayed healthier than Jalen Waddle has. Yeah, he has. Yes. His entire his yes. his NFL yes. career so far. So so my last one is I had to throw him in. There. The last one is Jamar Chase, and that was Jamar Chase Man, that, that, year. that year with LSU with him and Joe stupid. Burrow was crazy. Okay, all right, so. I love the list, but the one that I would push back on wouldn't be Randy Moss. It would be Jamar Chase taking a year off. We, like we we didn't get to see all of sure. Jamar in college. Like I would have loved to have enjoyed this cat for mm-hmm. multiple years, but that pandemic came and he's like, "Ain't I'm doing out. it. I'm out. I'm shutting it down. I'm going number one or whatever. I'm going next year. I, I ain't doing anything." Mm-hmm. All right, so repeat them all, uh, all real quick. All right, My, uh, Michael Crabtree, Lamar, uh, Larry Fitzgerald. Peter Warwick, Randy Moss, Devontae Smith, and Jamar Chase. All right, so you guys, 641-1010, you can hit the text line, Designed by Lifetime Enclosures. You can jump on YouTube, search 1010XL, and give us a, a thought there. But it's the great transfer portal debate. Who would you go get? Who would you go get? Uh, early votes? Early votes? Oh, I'm, I mean, Peter Warwick's my favorite player ever, mm-hmm. so okay. I'm going Peter Warwick. Mm-hmm. I'm going, I'm, going, I'm going Randy Moss. Yeah, I'm going Randy Moss, too. <laughs> Larry Fitzgerald. I mean, the was, touchdown number yeah. alone. Yeah, right? I know. It's, it's like, so hard to argue with it. And, uh, and it's actually a pretty good exercise if we're talking about the modern transfer portal. If he was at Marshall right yeah. now, oh, catching 25 touchdowns. I think you forget him. how good Peter Ward was. Oh, yeah. I, I, listen, he gave Miami nightmares. I know I how good he was. I think you forget, bro. I know how good he was. Yeah, but imagine so how much Randy Moss would get in the portal oh, now. Imagine oh, an NIL, yeah, oh NIL money. God. Ruiz. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He'd be paying Make big it time. Happen. <laughs> and there would be a Lamborghini in Gainesville to make sure that he made it. But the the the, the Crabtree and Fitzgeralds, they're they're kind of like dismissed a little bit mm. because they players. didn't have the great teams. Yeah. But those guys could do it. And Tory Holt is a guy that is a forgotten beat mm-hmm. bad A in, in college. I'll tell you someone who was he forgotten. He averaged like 20 yards And I'm catch. surprised he didn't have him on there. Andre Johnson was yeah, the yeah. 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 man he in was college. Stud. He was. Well, he absolutely he was, was a stud, yes. And, and like you said, we'll, we'll, we'll come back around with, with five more, six more uh, that are very, very uh, worthy. The Desmond well, Howards of the world. Well, some of those other I left ones. off Percy Harvin. He never had a thousand yards receiving at Florida, but all purpose. He wasn't mm-hmm. really a receiver either. He yeah, was really more of a. But he was dynamic, bro, at Florida. He was more of a just get him the ball. Yeah. Yeah. So Warwick, 207 passes, 3,517 yards, 32 touchdowns, rushed for nearly two, four scores, 937 return yards, and a couple touchdowns, and two passing touchdowns. He was that. And some discounts. Yeah, that was that Swiss Army knife. A couple discounts at the local. Eh, well, yeah. I, I no still, need for that. No need. I no still need. have the. Uh, I still have the Dillard's bag and the T-shirt, the Heistman. It was. It was just one of the one of the best campaigns he was ever. So good, man. I can't. Yeah, I, he was I just. Great. I think all you guys forget how good he was. He mm-hmm. was just. No, I, I mean, you watch him and you're like, oh my god. Unfortunately, like, I remember. Oh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just so, so good against Virginia Tech, and that honestly was a game 
where they beat the hell out of Michael Vick. Yeah. They physically It was close for a beat, bit, but it, and it just it he wore down, they wore down, they mm-hmm. were done. It was good for a while and then and but he as, had, good as, they, as good as Vick was, who was the best player in the field that day? Yeah. So he had it's Peter Work. Yeah, 163 yards <coughs> on six catches. <laughs> And didn't he return a punt yeah. in that game? He had three yes. overall touchdowns. Um, yeah, because he because he brought one back. So I mean, like, oh my gosh, yeah, he was some kind of. They good. should have been on the same team. I think the one year they were supposed to overlap, Moss and Ward. Yeah, mm-hmm. ninety six. Yeah, and think about that. There was grades or something with Moss at FSU. I, I don't know the specifics. He was, no, it was serving uh, a thirty day jail oh, sentence in a work yeah. release program. It was weed, right? And then tested positive for weed. Yeah. Yeah. And that, yeah, then he got the dismissed from FSU. Well, the best part was he initially was at, at Notre Dame. Were you ever convicted? Convicted? <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. he had gone through a couple of other uh, campuses. Uh, Justin Blackman, while we bring that up, uh, because that guy was mm, one of the best. Player, yeah. One, like, Crabtree, good. Uh, and he was the next, like, I don't know, I'd have to kind of put him back in order, but there was definitely time between these two. But at Oklahoma State, 252 catches, 3,560-plus yards, 40 touchdowns. I mean, how about the USC receivers? Remember Michael oh, Williams? Williams? Or Mike Williams. Mike Williams. Yeah. Golly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They were good. All right, you guys jump in on that. 641-1010. It's XL Primetime on a Golf Club of Southampton Wednesday. Grilling up lunch with Leon and the Sausage Dudes. Sausage with a purpose on 1010XL. This is 1010XL. This is the home for Florida Gator athletics. And as we like to joke right here on XL Primetime, all in good fun. Florida, the home of spring sports. The champions of Darn spring right. sports Did you season. See the championship rings for the uh, for the golf team. They oh, I wasn't even going to go there, but I, I need oh, to look yeah. those up now. Yeah. I was going to hit you with some news on the conference realignment front. Mm-hmm. The Big 12 has added Florida, San Diego State, and UC Davis for women's lacrosse. The Big 12 will debut its first women's lacrosse season in 2025. Florida Gators pretty darn good at women's mm-hmm. lacrosse. Those are pretty nice rings yeah, as well. That's a sweet uh, golf NCAA title ring. Really? And the Gator with the full swing. I like the Gator, yeah. too. And, mm. and so building off of the news. Vandy got a ring for beating you guys two years ago. <laughs> and who would have thought? <laughs> Vandy, who would have thought? Um, and so the news yesterday that the Big 12 is doing away with pro days because they're going to have a mini combine, Matt Hayes, and now they're expanding with women's lacrosse. It's crazy to think that two years ago we thought that conference may be dead, and here it is, just reinventing itself one day at a time. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't like the fact that they're doing that combine because I think it's, I, I think, uh, you're better off as a player in your own controlled environment with your own scripts. And it's different now when you've got a bunch of guys in an environment. I understand that you've, you, you, you allow the ability to have all 32 teams there. So it's easy for them to, to speak to all teams. Um, I don't know, but I, I look at it that way, Leon, I look at it as you're, Individually, I think you're hurting. Collectively, I think it might be the idea is a good idea, but individually, I think you're hurting, like especially the top tier guys. Well, I mean, um, it may be stunning, so to say, because the Big Twelve. I mean, compared to the other conferences, they they look how they looked upon. 
then three or four. Maybe they're just trying to draw more attention to their four. Yeah, no, they definitely. Yeah, that's what they're trying to do. That's the point I'm getting at. Like Brett Yormark, to his credit, like they just keep coming up with like even if it's viewed as gimmicky, they just keep trying to find ways to stay relevant, which is crazy to think because I mean, at twenty twenty in twenty twenty one. After the news of Oklahoma and Texas leaving for the SEC, many people thought that they were at the doorstep of death. And instead, it's the Pac-12, RIP, that sees its demise come to the forefront. And the Big 12 just keeps reinventing itself almost daily, it feels like. They just either a, add a school, add a sport, come up with something like this. But here, Here's a question. Do the, the players in the Big 12, do they have to do that? Can they still do no they can do whatever they yeah, want. that's what i'm saying i mean because some of the players might say hey, listen i just feel more comfortable well because where's the, where's the combine supposed to be in vegas vegas, vegas, vegas yeah. or whatever yeah it's a lot of distraction in vegas <laughs> <laughs> it but is every eyeball is there i mean you know every tr- person true. in the nfl is there true watching you true i mean but but if you're if you're a play, if you feel more comfortable at, at your place I, I will. St- I will stay at my place. Right. You can take advantage of yeah. everything that's given to you mm-hmm. there if you can be there. That's for sure. All right. Six four one ten ten. You can hit the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. Keyshawn Johnson was mentioned on the text line. Leon is one of the great wide receivers in in the great transfer portal debate. Uh, the Rocket uh, Ishmael Notre Ishmael. Dame. Tim Brown. I forgot Tim Brown. Yeah, and Tim Brown had some some great stats. Jerry Rice, Bob Hayes. I mean, it was a, a lot of great wives. Well, you know, the one thing about Rice, and this is also off the text line, 301 passes for 4,693 yards, 59 touchdowns, one double A single season records. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Rice, smashing his own record as a senior, had 112 catches, 1,845 yards, and 27 touchdowns. So he was great. Mm-hmm. And – what was the reason for him to at such a small school? He wasn't recruited. Yeah, but was he undersized or? And, you, and once know? you went, you didn't move. Uh, I think he was slow. Wow. Yeah, because his his forty time, if I like recall, four seven. Yeah, was never ever something that would wow the scouts or the recruiters or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But the texture points out the one hundred and twelve catches, eighteen forty five total yards, twenty seven touchdowns. All NCAA, all division records uh, at the time. Uh, in two games, he had five touchdowns each. That mm. So it says Rice was Mississippi All-State selection at wide receiver his senior year, but due to his small size. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was size over he speed. Wa- yeah, he wanted to go to Mississippi State, but they just weren't having it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's something. Uh, and those Nowadays, guys- I mean, well, well, I just – you would assume he would have got scooped up by somebody else. Well, yeah, go back to what we had said earlier. Like, if Randy Moss did what he did and using Jerry Rice with, with these numbers, that, that, they'd be there for that one off year. season, man. Yeah, they'd be there for one year. Oh, my gosh. And, and, and thankfully for, for him then, HBCUs, mm-hmm. they, the history of Jerry Rice there, the, you know, that tells a great story. Mm-hmm. It really does. Mm-hmm. But today's world, no. Up for auction. Basically, take a look when when Dion left Jackson State, the number of kids that left, or take a look at Travis Hunter originally going there because of Dion. Oh, by the way, sorry, I, it was due to the small size of the high school, not Jerry's oh. small size. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So they were like a few of the statistics were officially even recorded. It was pre-huddle, pre huddle, <laughs> pre yeah, get your yeah. demo tapes yeah, you and your, uh, your your highlight reels out there. 
Yeah, it, it's like Jesse Palmer playing seven-man football up in Canada. Exact same thing. I totally get it. I understand it now. Or, 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 or did he play seven-man football? Yeah, in Canada? He did. Yeah, he did. did he? Wow. Yeah. yeah. I don't and remember so, that. So yeah. I need Spurrier on the line right it might now. Have been I nine need man that story. Who knows? It just was not eleven. It was not eleven on eleven. Not that that much. Eight man. I know. That's what they play in the Midwest. So. Yeah. Eight-man football. Uh, but anyway, you had some really good ones back then, and 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 so you do have to remind yourself <clears throat> there wasn't the the knowledge of superstars <clears throat> like Charles Davis every single week puts out the sports stars of tomorrow. And right. that's just one program on Bally, not to mention the huddles, the max preps, the everything. No, that, well, well, I mean, think the, about the, the world that Denny Thompson lives right, in. Right. Think now. about this way. Honestly, yeah. you could make an argument that, that the best quarterback, just throwing quarterback, talented throwing quarterback mm-hmm. in the history of the Gators is, Re- is Rex Grossman. Mm-hmm. You know how he got there? He sent a tape to Spurrier. Yeah, that's crazy. Because Spurrier didn't know anything about him. He's from Indiana. Yeah. yeah. Sent the tape to Spurrier and said, I'm going to be down in a couple weeks. Can I stop by? Yeah, that's. And you know, Spurrier, yeah, all right, yeah, come on. Didn't you think anything of it? Yeah. Then he saw him, saw his tape, and away you go. Yeah. And, and so you've got to have. Uh, Even though he was Mr. Football. Yeah. Still, it's like. It's Indiana. Yeah. I mean, it's not like. It's, it's different now. It, it was different back then, I should say. Completely different now. Mm-hmm. Something else. It really is. All right. Well, on that note, uh, we we will get into sports injuries, but I do want to try and work a uh, perfecto in uh, before we are are done uh, in the 2 o'clock hour. I'll either get it before the 2 o'clock hour when Big Source is heading out or in the 2 o'clock hour. But Because right now we're getting ready for the combine. You're getting ready for – and you you think of some of these recruits. They just don't get the attention that they deserve sometimes coming out of high school – because they're they're just not seen as much. So Gio will come in. If you got a sports injury, we will definitely jump in on that. Six four one ten ten. It is XL Primetime. Our next guest is not affiliated with the NFL or Jacksonville Jaguars. Discussion of injuries is solely based on opinion. Now, the Bari Orthopedics and Sports Medicine Injury Breakdown. I'm coming in. This is for real. He just steps right into the chair. Big Sir steps to the side. Dr. George Barry comes rolling in. Geo, I like to call him. How you doing, man? What's up, man? You doing good? Yeah. All right, YouTube has eyes on you. Yeah. Uh, they uh, they can see the ortho- orthopedic surgeon fellowship trained. They see you on the phone making deals, oh, and yeah. do, doing the, the Lord's work. You're the Adam yeah, Schefter yeah. of orthopedics. <laughs> uh, he was up and down the hall. I'm like, uh, what are we doing, man? I said, do I need to scrub up? Do I need to get some gloves on? Let's go. All right, so if you've got a sports injury question, you can hit the text line, 641-1010. Uh, aches, pains, wherever they might be, we always try and help you. i got one or two left over, I think, from last week that I want to make sure that we can get to uh, during the XL Primetime's visit of Dr. George Bari. But I wanted to start off with uh, Shohei Otani. Dude comes right out of the box. Now, remember, he had that elbow surgery, the Tommy John and we all talked about it, at least you and I definitely did a, a, a big portion of breaking bones on it, that he was going to try and come back and still be both guys, off the mound and swinging the bat. Well, now he's wearing that Dodger blue. As soon as he goes out, they're just starting to get spring training rolling. He hits him a dinger. Isn't that good? That's good news. Yeah. How far out is he again? I want to say this is September of last year till now. 
And so, he did a repair, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, he's and not we, pitching this season. Yeah, no, he's definitely not doing that. Oh, but great, just the yeah. fact that he's been able to come back. And, 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 and you explained it then, explain it now, that he can come back and hit much sooner than he obviously yes. can throw a baseball. Yeah, obviously, uh, throwing a baseball puts uh, the pressure on your UCL much more than, than hitting a bat does. And so the fact that he's out there and being able to, to swing a bat right now is a good sign. And if I'm not mistaken, they did a UCL repair on him and not a reconstruction, mm-hmm. which shortens that timeline uh, because if you can repair it, the timeline's around six, seven months, six to eight months, as opposed to 10 to 14 months or yeah, 11 to 14 months. So it really cut almost cuts it in half. And so it's, it's a good sign for him. And especially if he's not going to pitch, I think that's great. My question is, this is now what, Joe, JJ, the second season in six that he hasn't pitched, right. but he has mm-hmm. hit long, long term. What do we think in terms of the prospects of him actually being able to play both, you know, play, yeah. play, uh, play both ways? Um, well, when it comes to injury wise, I think you would think ideally it would heal up, right? No problem, especially if he's not going to pitch this whole coming year. Um, but then the other half of that is you haven't pitched in over a year. Right. Can and you still do it? You're going in cold, uh, basically. Right, and, and that's, that's and a different And at that point, story. how old will he be? Well, he's still got uh, – I don't know how old he'll be, but he's still – He's 29 right yeah, now, so he'll be 30. Young, yeah, you know, young. That's young. Yeah. And, and, and the other thing is, is that there's a reason why it took a century between – stars like Babe Ruth and Shohei to show up uh, in Major League Baseball to be able to throw the baseball off the mound, strike people out, and then hit home runs. Yeah. And even Babe gave up the pitching portion of it. So he, what he's doing is rare, extremely rare. Yeah, and I think pitching is, is puts more pressure on, on one body part, right? right, as opposed to just kind of spreading out the forces. Your arm is not made to throw at 100 miles an hour constantly. It, mm-hmm. it just isn't. And – we Over see, 10, 12, yeah, 15 right. years, right. And so we see these injuries, and that's why pitchers get injured, and that's why they're the most uh, expensive position in sports and the most important position, you know, quarterback too, but it's just the most expensive position in sports because if you can get someone who stays healthy, it's worth the money, and someone who can pitch is worth the money, but it's very tough. So well, one more on the – oh, go ahead, Matt. No, I was just going to say, would he eventually have a decision to make? Like if he's – if he thinks, all right, I can play – 12, 15 more years as just a straight hitter, right? Instead of trying to pitch, does he have to make, will he have to make a decision at some point? I guess is the best way to ask. I, I think it depends how his arm recovers. If, if, just, if we, we're just talking about his elbow here, right? then I think we have to see how it recovers. Well, does he, because this is his second one, correct? Yeah. 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 So 2018 was the first. Are you still going to have the same velocity? If you look at the studies, no. I mean, every surgery, your velocity might go down some, and now you're number two, so the chances of your velocity going down is higher. Could that injury ever affect the way he plays a position? I guess is my, not the, not the pitching pit. position, uh, or a bat. I don't think it will affect your position as much uh, because in your in a position you're throwing, you know, depends where you're at. Right, if you're third base, you're throwing a lot. Right, you're outfield, you're throwing one big throw every so often. So. It, they can put him in a position where he's not constantly using that arm. They usually put him at first. And, like and guys that are like so in Bryce not, Harper, he, right. he's basically a first baseman. So it's not going to impact his swing then at any uh, point. I, I I don't – I mean, it could depends on – well, I don't I don't think so. It could, right? Any, any injury can, right. but I think the chances are much less when you're swinging. 
One more from spring training. Kyle Bradish, the talented right-hander for the Baltimore Orioles, the darling of the postseason and last year for many, um, has been you know basically ruled out to begin the year. He will start the year on the injured list with a sprained UCL in his pitching elbow, according to their general manager. But the expectation is that, quote, everything is pointing in the right direction for him to return this season. Sprained UCL, pitching elbow. We know the baseball season's long, Doc. Mm -hmm. Starts in late March, goes all the way through October if you're still playing for a World Series. Realistic to think he will be playing at some point this season? With a sprained UCL? Yes. Uh, Yeah, I think so. I would probably keep him out from the beginning and make sure that we're fully healed before we go in with a already injured UCL and then finish it off, right, (laughs) doing something. So uh, I would expect, if you wanted to play, expect – him not playing in the beginning, and then making sure it's healed, and then coming on later. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, off the text line six four one ten ten. Jump in if you have a sports injury question. This is from last week, so you die. guys, if we miss him this week, we'll either get it on Breaking Bone Sunday morning at seven thirty, or try and come back to it uh, next week. Can you ask Doc his opinion on the new peptides coming out, like a BPC one fifty seven? for injury, healing, for tendinitis, et cetera? Uh, I, I, I'll be honest. I don't know much about that. I, uh-huh. I've heard some stuff about it. I do not know much about I'm not well-versed in the peptides, so I, I don't right. know enough to give Are they like pod tides? <laughs> are those uh, things what they you, are. you put in your yeah. washing machine? I, I don't know too much about them. I have. To, I actually said to myself a couple weeks ago, because a buddy of mine asked me, and I was like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't know too much about them. So I do have to do some research on them, and I told my friend I would, and, and mm-hmm. I haven't yet. But um, I don't know too much about it to talk with any authority about it, right. so I'd rather not uh, yeah. say much because I don't know the right or wrong about them. Well, what's like the basic, like what is it? I, I mean, to be honest, it's so what they're supposed to do, to my understanding, is they're supposed to help your body in an organic way kind of heal itself. And when you, re- when you read about it, it kind of sounds like a PRP or a stem cell type mm, reaction right. type, type things that they're supposed to do. And now when I was doing some very light research on it, when my buddy asked me, they do, some people believe, and I don't know if it's true or not, but I believe like there's peptides you can do for like certain medical diseases, right? They're supposed mm-hmm. to help you, like cholesterol and et cetera. Wow. I don't know, right? I just, that's kind of what I read on a very superficial level. So I'd have to do more research on it. Did you watch Google any- search. <laughs> Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> did you watch any Tiger this weekend? I did not, but he, didn't he not with Drew, he got with, injured? Yeah. With the flu. So yeah. that's why I'm, I'm not asking you about an injury, which is probably a good thing. He was having back spasms. Right. Allegedly. Right. And so that's where it circles back to. It's the flu. I don't want to speak out of turn, but then allegedly he's having back spasms. Wasn't sure if you watched any of the round. I, I mean, at this point in time, he, he he continues to say he wants to play once a month. Mm-hmm. But is that realistic? I, I mean, he. I feel like at his age – and all the injuries he's had, and especially the back stuff that he's gone through, and then the leg stuff he's gone through, um, and I know he's he keeps saying that he wants to, but there's always an injury or something that creeps up, so it might be a little difficult for him to to be doing that. All right, back to baseball. Aaron Judge, uh, the toe. Remember, Gio, he had trouble with the toe last year that basically put him on the shelf at the end. Tried to play with it, and this was all from. I want to say fielding the ball at Chavez Mm -hmm. Ravine and Mm -hmm. ran into the wall. And it just really dislocated his toe, jammed it up, all kinds of stuff. And so, anyway, he says he's just going to have to deal with pain and have to keep trying to to treat it. There's not a whole heck of a lot you can do, right? Yeah. I mean, (laughs) 
You can uh, give it a nice little cortisone shot when you jam a toe, see if it kind of helps reduce uh, that swelling. Right. Almost like a turf toe. When you do it for a turf toe, sometimes it helps a lot. Mm-hmm. But uh, if it's not a fracture or anything to do, really, it's just time. All right, cold weather question. Why does the cold weather make my replaced shoulder ache? Yeah, so it actually, uh, so there's a couple reasons. It stiffens your ligaments and tendons, and it, and it, and it causes slight shortening, so it causes that to, to hurt. When you do have a joint replacement, the tension on your ligaments is a little different than your native. So that that's number one. Uh, and then uh, you do have some small pressure changes that can also affect it. That's why also when the weather changes, people can feel like right. it's going to rain. You always hear. We used to say, yeah. used to hear grandparents say, but now as we get older, we say it, right? <laughs> uh, I can tell it's going to rain. And, and that's because the, the, the tensioning on your ligaments has those slight variables in the environment, your body can sense it, and then you be, you can feel the difference in it, and that's why you have certain pains. Mm-hmm. All right, real quick, because you had mentioned cortisone can be helpful for certain injuries. Uh, we mentioned the Tiger Woods injury. John Daly uh, also pulled out. Now, he's an older dude. No. I call him the golfing. I call him the golfing Santa. Hey, he, he, might, he might even be withdrawing as much as Tiger these days. <laughs> but he, he put out, unfortunately, I had the WD yesterday for osteoarthritis in my left hand, after my second shot uh, on six, hitting the ground hard, causing a flare-up, hoping to get through the next four months after doctor's injections. Osteoarthritis, there's only so many things you can do. Yeah, I mean, arthritis is loss of cartilage, right? So when you have arthritis, that means your body has lost its cartilage, and now you have bone that's being exposed. Cartilage does not have pain fibers. Bone does. That's why when you lose cartilage and your bone is showing, it becomes painful. And what can you do? You could do a cortisone shot. You could do a PRP shot. You could do stem cell shots. And some physical therapy helps because keeping your motion actually does help the joint. So if you're getting arthritic mm-hmm. and you're losing your motion, that's what we would put people in physical therapy to try to regain some motion because it will help with the pain and help with their mobility. And those are the things you have, right? And then you could try any you know stuff over the counter if you want to try it, see if it helps. Ibuprofen, Tylenol, turmeric, or anything mm-hmm. else you want to try. And then at the end result, right, if all that conservative stuff fails, then you have replacement. They have wrist fusions for the wrist where they fuse your wrist. They have We have knee replacements, hip replacements, you know, and then yeah. the gamut of stuff that we always talk about. Yeah, that's wild. That's wild. All right, breaking bones. If we missed your question today, 641-1010, you can still shoot it to us. We will have breaking, mo- breaking bones Sunday morning at 730. Geo, if they want to find the podcast. Apple, Google, and Spotify. And you can definitely log on, bariorthopedics.com, find locations and geo all over the First Coast. Dr. George Bari, thank you, sir. Thanks, guys. All right, uh, he is out the door Sunday morning. We will crank it back up with our man. Leon, Leon back in briefly to say farewell on this golf club of Southampton Wednesday. You know, there, we have seen guys come through the, the room uh, from JJ's area into here. Mm. None bigger than when Leon turns that corner. Like, when you didn't see him and he just comes through there. Like, well, you know, like, yeah. I mean, I know I'm big, but, you know, I, I, I have a slimming effect, too. You know, I've lost a few LBs. You, you know? look great in the purple. Yeah, you, know, I know. you do look, I look a little barney-ish. I got a little barney-ish in me. <laughs> Have All you right. been partaking in Awaken 180? Is there something we don't no, know? No, no, just um, the just old the fashioned way, exercise. Old, exercise, staying active, the in, intermediate fasting, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. All right, so. I, I got another thing that yeah. you, you, I might want to try. All right, it's. Um, Is this in it's addition like, to the intermittent fasting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, right. it's called, it's, it's, I can't remember the name of it, but it's like mushroom coffee. Mm. Uh, 
Certainly mushroom doesn't coffee. sound great. Yeah, well, it's, <laughs> it's mushroom coffee. Some it, mushrooms. No, no, no. Some hot water. No, this is not getting high. I'm not talking about that. <laughs> it's it's coffee that ha- that has mushrooms in it, blended in it. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. High it, in fiber. High in fiber, energy has a slimming effect. You know, flushes you out. Because Taylor always tell me about bone broth. Oh yeah, bone that's broth the big for like thing. for the funk. So Joe, we should try bone broth for the funk. Yeah, we brought that up the other day. It was the uh, mm. one of the big remedies that uh, I'm about to try it. Well, that was one of the things that Aaron Rodgers really tried was the was the bone broth. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. <clears throat> I'm just trying to get whatever it is out of my right. chest. Same here. Uh, out of my chest. That's for sure. Mm. I'm thinking maybe a shot of something might help. All right. Now, <laughs> this is a dumb question because I already know the answer. But when you come in tomorrow, mm-hmm. one of us will not be here, correct? Um, who's not going to be here? LaSelva's is short-timing us right now. Oh, oh that's right. Yeah, that's guys. right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So maybe that's just right. a little, little advice. Uh, have you our, been to Europe before? Our world I have. I have. I've, I've been to uh, Paris. Mm-hmm. Paris. It sucked. <laughs> Did it? it? Really? I like it. Is. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, I liked it a lot, actually. Yeah, I didn't like it as much. No. What'd you That's not it, like? Huh? That's it, though? Yeah, I mean, Paris is the only place I went. Mm-hmm. And you've been to Barcelona? Uh, you know, well, yeah, yep. I went to Barcelona, but that was, you know, that was a trip. Business was a, trip. That yeah. was a business trip, whatever. You right, didn't so really just... get to partake in any of the local fanfare. Oh, I did. I did, oh. for sure. But... <laughs> well, let me get some advice on the plane ride. Yeah. On the plane ride, I mean, I mean the, the, should I upgrade seats? Like, I mean, yeah. You were telling me earlier that maybe where, where I'm sitting is probably yeah, not going to be the but, most comfortable. But, I mean, JJ, you're, you're what? You're five, six, what? One, oh, my God. What? I'm easily 5'10". How okay, dare fine. you? I'm sorry, bro. Please, sorry. 155. 5'10", on 155. Okay, so, you, so you're not 6'4", 3'10". All right. So, no. I mean, I was in the business section. <laughs> and in the business section, you, you get – it, it turns into a bed, mm-hmm. and then it, you know it gives you warm or cold. It heats and massage you. Ooh. You have the you, know, you can you can have the you have the TV. You have the pillow, and the I bed had, massages you. The bed massages okay, you absolutely. Sure that's yeah, yeah. I bed make massages. Sure that's what we were talking about. And then, and then, right and then this what you do hey, is hey, uh, flight attendant, come <laughs> over here. I heard that there's. <laughs> I just this, wanted no. to make sure that's you guys do the massages, right? It's part of the experience. Yeah, it's part of the experience. What I paid. And then what you do is when you when you get on the plane, JJ. You you tell the, the the flight attendant that it's like your honeymoon or your whatever you, it Bring may over be. some champagne. And yeah, bottomless mimosas. That's what I did. Mm. I told them right right away. I said, "Hey, listen, this is my honeymoon." And then when next thing you know, you don't even have to ask. They was just, it your honeymoon? It was. Oh, okay. Well, right. I'm sitting... He does. See, he's got. He's in a plane that has two seats, five seats, two seats. So it's just him and his woman. Well, I don't know that. I, but I mm. just know that if I tell you know them where I'm sitting, like, hey, it's our honeymoon. She'll just be like. Okay, well, are you gonna be able to do the emergency? <laughs> you know, like you know where you sit at the emergency part, and they're like, "Can you handle this?" Dude, as long as they're you're not, not gonna care, next to I'm not getting bottomless mimosas, man. Yeah, the whole key is knowing next to you. I'm in the peon in your section. I'm gonna need plane. you to be more of an optimist, I'm yeah, a, less of a pessimist. I'm with the rest of the pores. but at least drop, at least drop the honeymoon thing on. That's a good. That's actually great advice. Yeah, drop the honeymoon on them. Just say, "Hey, listen, we're on a honeymoon." I'm going to be using that all the well, whole actually, trip. Yes. Like the first time, do it very casually. Don't come in like announcing, like, you know. Like, like, oh, by yeah, the way. Yeah. 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 yeah you know, yeah, just, nobody just, likes those guys. No. Yeah. No one likes them. Just, like, right, here, here's what you do. Like get Blake to say, like, like you want to buy something for her at the ticket counter. And then she'll say, no, mm, we can't afford that. And then you'll say, babe, it's our honeymoon. Or maybe like act like, get yeah. her to be on a fake phone call with yeah. someone and be like, yeah. yeah, we're leaving for our honeymoon. Yeah, something like that. 
Yeah. Hey, listen, and, I, and also really when you when yeah, you, listen when you go to the restaurants in Italy, you, you tell the maitre d, hey, say, listen, this is a honeymoon, first time in Italy. Hook it up. Hook it up. They'll hook you up. All right, there you go. Good advice. There you go. Big Sirs, enjoy the rest of the afternoon. You got it. All right, into the 2 o'clock hour we go. Golf Club Southampton bringing you Wednesday right here on XL Primetime. This is XL Primetime, brought to you by Florida Home AC. Now that's cool on 1010XL. Cranking it out on a beautiful Wednesday. Golf Club of Southampton bringing you today's show. Thanks for hanging out with us. As we steam into the 2 o'clock hour, Joe C., Mia O'Brien, Maddie Hayes, J.J. LaSelva, uh, we don't know if peptides will help us, uh, but Maddie coming back strong after, what, another round of uh, antibiotics, uh, and then I'm just uh, full I'm of the inhaler. hit the bone broth, too, Joe. Which one? I'm going to hit the bone Get broth. Get the bone broth? Okay. I, listen, I, I don't blame you. I think anything like that, like, that could be your hottie toddy. My hottie toddy is made up of different ingredients. One's got a little honey, lemon, a little whiskey. Or, or, yeah, or, or a little bourbon, whatever it might be. Right. Uh, but any of those will be good uh, for the uh, area down there that's kind of rattling around uh, in your rib cage. All right, now we've spent the first couple of hours of our show talking a little bit of Jaguar football, a little bit of that free agent list, and then we drifted into the college football world. And we'll get back and replay some of the stuff that Leon had as far as the great transfer portal debate coming up. Uh, probably tomorrow when he gets back with us. But it's so cool when you start thinking about some of those great names from the past. Well, can't live in the past. You got what's going on right now. And, Matt, you were talking earlier. Um, there was at least one prognostication, at least one forecaster that was forecasting not only doom for the Florida Gators, but even more doom uh, than most could have imagined. And this is when Billy Napier is like, I think they've moved up. In the recruiting rankings, so because this is this is from uh, Mike Bratton, who who uh, SEC runs, Mike mm-hmm. runs the SEC he podcast. Is legendary. Was, he's it's, I mean it's the most popular SEC podcast on Apple, so it's he's it's got a little heft to him. Okay, mm-hmm. um, his projected twenty twenty four records for the college football season in the SEC. Mm-hmm. He's got Texas at twelve and zero, Georgia eleven one, Ole Miss eleven one, Tennessee ten and two. LSU, Oklahoma, Auburn, and Texas A&M at nine and three. Alabama at eight and four. Wow. Mizzou at eight and four. Kentucky and Mississippi State at six and six. All right, hang on. I got to stop you real quick because you you're haven't telling, heard what you're, you're uh, waiting for. I know that. For, I know right? that. I know. That. But I got to stop you real quick because I know that we are building up to it. But you're telling me that he's got Mizzou and Bama with the same record. Eight and four. Hey, Mizzou's By the way, bringing Brady Cook back. That's yeah. wildly problematic. That eight and four. At Alabama. I was going to say that, wildly. We're going to get is, to that in a second too. Yeah, that is as bad as any of these other ones that Bama is going to be right this, alongside. This Mizzou. whole projected records is going to be problematic for a lot of people. Oh my okay? gosh! If this is the way it turns out, at four and eight are your South Carolina Gamecocks. There's three teams left right now in the SEC. Okay? Yeah. At three and nine are your Arkansas Razorbacks and Vanderbilt. <laughs> D-A-L. Joe Coward. Don't, don't let me D-A-L. fall over again. Florida Gators at two and ten. Ooh. Now, is that is that just some good old-fashioned SEC Mike hate? Uh, well, so it's him. also courtesy, it looks like, from Jake Wimberly at ESPN 105.9. So I guess that was discussed on the SEC podcast. Right, right. So it's, uh, yeah, it's interesting. We're not going to put that evil on SEC. I, Mike, no, so I'm well. not. Uh, so here's the thing, too, is it's, 
and I've been saying this now for a couple of weeks, I think he's either going to be coach of the year or fired in September. I think there's no in-between. Mm-hmm. Literally no in-between with Billy Napier. And the reason why you say that, just set it up real quick. Because, I th- I, yeah, because to- they've got young talent on that team. There's no doubt they do, okay? And if it's always the second year in a program when a quarterback really begins to develop and really starts to take major steps. So if Graham Martz is the guy that we thought he was in the second half of last season, okay? Mm-hmm. They've got some guys on the outside that can help, especially Trey, Trey Wilson, if he takes that second step. Like, that. They will be able to move the ball. Right. Now, defensively, you got to hope that Ron Roberts does something to, I mean, to help Chris Farley. Because if he doesn't, then they've mm-hmm. got problems. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got a lot of young guys on that side of the ball. A lot of, a lot of athletic, fast guys. Right. So the potential is there, I think. The problem is the schedule is brutal. But we've also seen time after time, year after year, when you think a schedule looks bad and it's – Ends up not being as bad as you think it is. Yeah, you know? it, it, it's true. Like we typically here with the Jaguars, we'll use the AFC West as an example. We thought it was an unthinkable, unbeatable division, and they were going to face the division of death going back to the 22 season, and we all know how it turned out. And it can definitely ultimately become that in the college football world. But just for what it's worth right now, and this is another one that put it out there, Florida might have the toughest college football schedule in history. You know how they do that in history. Uh, they have to play eight ranked teams per the top 25 going in right now. Or excuse me, nine ranked teams in the top 25 right now. 11 power five teams. Five teams that finished inside the top 15 last year. Every power five team in Florida and three top 10 teams. That's a lot. I mean, I, you hate to do this, honestly. It's game one. If it, if it goes bad in game one, that's going to be a problem. Well, that's I was gonna just going to say, big problem against Miami at home. Let's go that's, through. It's got to. I mean, they they need to come out right away, make a statement, and win that game. Because if you don't, that's yeah. Let's go through Florida's schedule. Where are these two wins? We know one is hopefully Samford week two. You you would hope. I mean, unless it goes horribly wrong, right? You would think that's going to be a. a Where lot. is the other win coming from, Joe? <laughs> is it over the mighty mighty UCF Knights? It may be over UCF. Is it over JJ's Canes? Look, I love uh, Gus Malzahn and what he's done down there, but if they don't get them, they are in in, in trouble. And and UCF can trot out a lot of good players. Don't don't be fooled. I mean, let's be first off. They let's can. let's be fair. Florida okay? definitely should go toe to toe. I, I, I want to be fair to. To the Gator fans out there, the price on you're out of your mind. Okay, they could beat Sanford. They could beat Miami. They could beat Texas A&M. They have the same – the talent level yes. of Texas A&M Florida yes. is very similar right now, okay? Then you're at Mississippi State with a new coach. You can win that game too. You got UCF at home. You could win that game. So let's be fair about this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At Tennessee is going to be difficult. Yeah. The program at home is going to be difficult. Whether but, you agree or not, it will be. That'll always, be a tough game. It always is, for right? six years. Yeah, and but, you've got Georgia, which is going to be difficult. And then the rest of the way is – that's where you're going to make your bones at Texas, LSU at home, Ole Miss at home, at Florida State. Yeah, it's just it's just funny that when you're you're thinking about what Florida looked at when they saw Tennessee this last time. Granted, it was in the swamp, but most thought th- at that point not get a their last not five games. Joe will mm-hmm. be against teams that will more than likely be competing to get in their playoff: Georgia, Texas, LSU, Ole Miss. Oh, that's and Florida a hell State. of a schedule. It really is. Um, Let's go back now to those rankings. Mm -hmm. I want to save the Alabama discussion for its own segment because there was a lot of panic coming out of that state yesterday, and I want to explore that a little bit. 
But for Texas to go 12-0 and in its first season in the SEC, here is Texas's schedule, all right? Host Colorado State. Travel to Ann Arbor and face the defending national champion, Michigan Wolverines. By the way, they're gutted. Michigan is completely Yeah, they're not the same gutted. roster. I understand. Home against UTSA. Home against ULM. Home against Mississippi State. Red River against Oklahoma. Georgia at home. At Vandy. Home against Florida. At Arkansas. Home against Kentucky at A&M. Very fortunate schedule, by the way, for Texas in that first year in the league. Mm-hmm. Very fortunate. And as far as their introduction coming in yeah. and kind yeah. of finding, because <clears throat> the whole idea is that they're going to be able to step in and go toe to toe with what is regarded as the best conference in America and has been for a long, long time. And they're obviously the bell cow, and you can throw Oklahoma right next to them as well coming out of the Big 12. Or are they going to be able to have the same type of success? I mean, they're, and he's, you already have. He's now set up for yeah, well, a he's, massive year. And again, I would. I was talking about this with Feinbaum yesterday on his show. I'm playing the percentages with Texas, mm-hmm. honestly, mm-hmm. because the percentages say the guy's had three straight top five recruiting classes, okay? He's, he's proven he can recruit, recruit the transfer portal and, and add impact guys. He's got two really good quarterbacks, and they've got the largest NIL base, mm-hmm. and he's recruiting in the state of Texas. Oh, my gosh, yeah. I, so he I don't he know, has a lot of built-in Yeah, I don't know how you don't play the percentages on Texas, and okay. I understand where they've been in the last 15 right. years. But if they found the right guy, which we think they have with mm-hmm. Sark, mm-hmm. you got to play those percentages. Yeah, I think they're going to be like, very good. you got to name this. Texas has had all the things that you just listed for decades. No, I know that. Since, since Mac. But they haven't had the right coach since Right, Mac. right. For decades since Mac, and now they're walking into a different, a difficult, more difficult conference. You well, stole- significantly more difficult. Yeah, but, but with the idea that yeah. they have the coach. they got a lot of stuff. You yeah. stole my transition, Matt. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. sitting here in this very studio yesterday getting ready for Helmets and Heels. And I see Paul Feinbaum tweet out, a tied take from Matt Hayes. And I go, oh, Matt must be on Feinbaum today. Mm-hmm. 10-2 and two would be an absolute tragedy for Alabama next year. 11-1 and one might be a tragedy. It's not fair, but that's how it is. Let that's, us discuss. That's yeah. reality. Yeah, yeah. That's, let's, let's get into that coming None of that. Here's the SEC yeah. Mike and his 8-4. and four. Think yeah. about that. That is something else. That is something else. By the, all right, I heard from Bama fan earlier. I got to read that uh, coming up. Uh, but real quick, thanks off the text line. Yaki, is it Yake, honey? Yake, honey? Uh, key lime juice, whiskey, and cinnamon spice tea. Really? Uh, which sounds pretty good. And then another one suggested uh, just battle the same thing. Go to is Theraflu with a shot and a half of Buffalo Trace. It'll do the trick. It's XL Primetime. This is XL Primetime. Brought to you by Florida Home AC. Now that's cool on 1010XL. Honestly, JJ, I was bracing for you to play Sweet Home Alabama coming back from break as we prepare to discuss the end. Outrage in Tuscaloosa. Bama is burning. I logged on last night like so many of you, and uh, that's all I could see on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, from all of our various sports contemporaries in the Southeast, especially in the state of Alabama. Because, Matt, after Ryan Grubb spurred his former employer, Kalen DeBoer, not for Alabama, not for, excuse me, not for Iowa, I should say, like myself, was I was hoping for, not for another college job, but for the National Football League, Kalen DeBoer, the new head coach at the University of Alabama, went out and hired as his OC. Well, co-OC is Nick Sheridan. Nick Sheridan's a pretty good coach. Nick Sheridan is a pretty good coach, and I know there's a lot they're, of... They're, they're co-ox. I, I think... Right, but Nick Sheridan. So we can guy. be official. Nick Sheridan's got. I I just think there's a lot of 
uneasiness right now with Alabama people. They don't. It's never been this way. They've never. They've, they've never really had co-OCs. I guess is the best way to put. It. Although Loxley was at one point. It wasn't Lane. Um, no, it was that it was, was all Lane. It was all Lane. Lox was one year with. I can't remember who he was with, but it was. It's. It's always. It's pretty much always either been Lane Dayball or you know you, you know what you got. Okay, is my B-O-B, point. Bob. Yeah. yeah. And I think there's just I think there's just a lot of uncertainty with Alabama fans right now because they just don't know what's going. You on. You want to know what the uncertainty is? They're foreigners. Yeah, well, that's what it is. They're not foreigners. Not just that. It's like it's no more Nick. I mean, they had right. sixteen years is, of like the known, which is foreign. Yes, they're, they're foreigners, man. They're coming in from you know, it, from the outside. It's funny we talked about Alabama, but if let, let's just say these twenty twenty four records are what happens, that's there's a lot of problems here. Because that's a new coach of Florida. That's a new coach at Arkansas. It's a new coach at Vanderbilt. It's a new coach at South Carolina. There's no way that he goes four and eight and doesn't get fired. Yeah. It, okay. It, it, yeah. It, I I totally agree. They're so going to they, give him all the room in the world. Yeah. They're and eight and four at Missouri after the idea of they could be in the playoff. That's not good. Mm-hmm. Nine and three at LSU. Yeah. That's not good. Yeah. After two years of back to back ten win seasons, and you think like. You're now going to elevate at LSU? Well, it's like we always say, try following the guy uh, and see how it goes. It's not going to be easy. By the way, not only are you just following the guy, you're following an era of college football that, was a, that up until recent history was predictable. By that I mean if you won, you could keep winning because you would just go keep loading the recruiting bet up and bringing them sure. in. And now over, let's just say, a three-year period – it has changed so drastically that that might have been at least a little bit of what helped Nick Saban make his decision to walk uh, into the college football sunset because nothing is guaranteed now compared to what it was. Before, well, also, you had a predictable outcome. Yeah, well, now with 12 teams in the playoff, now it's, it's a wider net now because yeah. now it's, you can't use the excuse of, well, there's only four teams that make the playoff. Now it's 12. Right. Let me, so let me so now it. it's going to be a lot more difficult for these guys to say – no, 9-3 is a good season. 9-3 is not a good season. Right. Not if you're not in the playoff. And let me send them off the edge. What if it's a 12-team playoff? They used to make the four-teamer all the time, and now they don't make the 12-teamer. That would be – and by the way, Bama fan did let me know earlier, and this is all caps, Bama has never stormed a football field. And I'm thinking to myself – Is that high time? No, this is another Bama man. I'm just thinking to myself – well, maybe after this coming year, you might storm a field or two once so, they get back to maybe winning. So, again, if you're just joining us, that SEC podcast ranking or predictions, I should say, for the 2024 SEC teams, that's what we are referring to. They have Alabama going 8-4 and four in Kalen DeBoer's maiden voyage in Tuscaloosa. Matt I just got a shiver down my spine. Yes, you literally shivered at that. Was it at Kalen DeBoer or at 8-4? 8-4. No, it's just, I mean, I think we've all we, we've all now been subjected to 16 straight years of the known. Yeah. Of we're starting the season and Alabama's in. Yeah. You know? it was, and, uh, and now it's not that way anymore. It was uh, Poxitani Phil. Uh, he was, you could go find him in, inside that stump. It was as predictable as it could be. Yeah. Uh, after winter, you knew that that was going to happen or uh, in the now middle of winter. Now it's just Georgia. Now mm-hmm. Georgia's kind of replaced Alabama. Yeah. Not kind of, they have. They've yeah. replaced Alabama. Speaking of Groundhog Day, Alabama does face South Florida among 11, 12 other teams, or 11 other teams, I should say, in 2024. They will host the Bulls on September 7th. They also host Western Kentucky before traveling to Wisconsin to play the Badges at Camp Randall. They will then host Georgia the last weekend of September 
at Vandy, home against South Carolina, at Tennessee, <laughs> home against Mizzou, at LSU, home against Mercer, in Norman against the Sooners, and then home for the Iron Bowl. That is something else, man. I'm telling you what, Bama fans, I love them. How about okay. that for your first year as the Bama coach? You're at Wisconsin, at Tennessee, at LSU, at <laughs> Oklahoma. So where are the four L's? And then Georgia at home. Yeah. I, th- I think Billy Nopier's got his work cut out for him. Kalen DeBoer does too. Um, look, I, I appreciate all the new phone plans that are coming out of whatever the area code is up there. Right. I am hearing from more ba- – I mean, Bama fan right now is blasting my phone from <laughs> every, every part of the college football landscape. I've got, I mean, I'm, they're just coming in left and right. So I don't so – is- and, and by the way, they're, they're suggesting that you've never really liked Bama, so this is nothing new uh, coming from Bama. Me or you? No, this is this is no. I love Nick. Nick is one of my favorite guys because he did, he yeah, literally think, says what he were, means. I think they were putting the Bama, the Bama on it. As um, to Nick. I, I don't I don't know how you can. And I said this yesterday with Feinbaum. I don't know how you can see what DeBoer has done in his career as a coach at every level and not think we're going to be okay. I like what I've seen. Uh, I I know that you can go out in the Pac-12 and you can do things that are sexy on offense that don't work in the in the Southeastern Conference. I get it, but the thing I did appreciate about him that was almost old, old Reb, wasn't it? Oh yeah, <laughs> but the thing I did appreciate about him is that lines of scrimmage were top notch. You had big time playmakers on the edge. You had a good run game. I mean, look look how many guys. And I know this is just one good run that they had. But give Kalen DeBoer credit for some of the guys that are being looked at in the NFL's first round. Not, not only that, Linemen, here's another thing. receivers, quarterbacks. Here's another thing. Alabama, they got players. Yes. They might have lost five or six impact guys to the portal. That's fine. They've got dudes. We're yeah. also forgetting that much of this Alabama coaching staff, somehow, some way, made Indiana a successful football program in 2019. Mm-hmm. Well, he's yeah. I mean, if, if he does what he did with Penix, not only at Indiana, but obviously at Washington, too. If he does that with Jalen Milrow, if Jalen Milrow becomes a more polished thrower, he becomes that type of Michael Penix guy, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, they'll be in the playoffs. No yeah, doubt it, about it. And like you said, they, they got players, that's for sure. So, all right. I'm Let's hit do... a few of these off the text line because yeah. they are absolutely absolutely hilarious, and we love our Bama fans in Nooner Nation. I love them, man. Bama Mark. I don't give a piss about nothing but the tide. Um, from seven eight nine, which by the way is is an Instagram. It's an Instagram uh, legend from Willie. It's, it's fantastic, right, Willie? Uh, from seven eight nine, all these Gator fans chuckling that Alabama might go eight and four when they have a sling blade coaching them and predicted to finish last. It's hilarious. Roll Tide, and of course from our good buddy High Tide on the South Side. Y'all are hysterical, hoping beyond hope that Bama is done. They are not. Well, I just might as well chime in with the with the locals that are coming in on 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 the Joe CI. Uh, One hundred percent foreigner. They love the label that I put on him. He's a foreigner. One hundred percent, and he's not out in the public enough. Needs to create stability, and he's giving us nothing. And by the way, he's not coached a game yet. Nope. But this is the reaction that you're getting. Uh, I do love it. All right, here's the other one that just at least uh. Matt's always hated Bama and Saban, so for him to bash us is the norm. True fans understand we had it good with the GOAT. Now we are going to see some change. I, I like what I'm seeing from new coaches and how the players are responding. Roll D tied. Yeah. Okay. I'll say it over and over until I'm proved differently. I, I don't look what he did, his track mm-hmm. record. I'm a big guy on track record. Yeah. He, he's. 
clearly knows what he's doing as a coach. Yeah. So I don't know why it wouldn't be the same where he is now. All right. I've got to get to my perfecto. I'll save it for one second because we are kind of on this, but it is still college football related. So we will. Do Can that. you nail the perfecto with your chest issue? I don't know. I don't. I really don't. You know what? Let's just do it. From the Atlantic to the Pacific Coast. Yes, I'm getting there. Not choking it out. I'm glad because he touched my headphones when they fell on the ground, and I, at first I was like, oh no. Yeah, the germs. I was, the germs. I was, I was trying to do it as a nice gesture, but she's like, stay away. The germs. Stay away. No, How does Ty Ty do that, by the way? Yeah. Yeah. Ty Ty's got the funk. How does he deal with that? Uh, he lights up. That's a pretty no, but that's what I'm saying. How do you do that? Because he's not, you know. It's a sop. I guess if you start coughing, it's not a good thing. No. You are correct about that. Um, but perfecto. Let's see if we can do it right now. Since we are talking some college ball, we need to stay in the college football front, but let's tie it to the National Football League in the Combine coming up next week. I need two teams from you two people, JJ as well, and these are the two teams that I have. I don't care what anyone else has. These are the two teams that I'm looking for. Name the two teams in the Power Five that have had this year more players invited to the NFL Combine than wins. Oh, them wins. More players invited to the combine than wins in well, twenty probably gonna be Florida, Yeah, gotta be. Well, Florida had five wins. Let's see, Ricky Kingsley. I don't know though. Um, South Carolina. Not a bad guess, but. Um. Arizona State. One. Is that a no? Yep, definitely a no. Mm. I'll ding you up. Uh, Mississippi State. Nope. Tennessee. Negative. Yeah, they won nine games. Yeah, they got a lot of guys, though. All right, I'll just throw it out there. All right, let's hear it. I'll just throw it out there. Um, more players invited to the NFL Combine than wins. One of them. The fight in the lion eye. Brett Bielema's bunch. Yeah. Uh, and the other one, well, he's the answer. If you go perfecto, uh, he is Mr. Yes, Sir, Arkansas. Oh, Sammy. Uh, Arkansas had four wins in five envy in five invites. Illinois had six invites and five wins. I'm just going to give you all out there while you're driving around a little chuckle. This this is what we're dealing with on the text line right now with the Alabama yeah. fans. Okay. I got a response to the Bama fans. Mm-hmm. Bama, y'all ain't got the contract anymore. Take those L's like y'all take y'all's cousins. Go Gators. <laughs> okay, at least the Bama fans have re- replied. Um, a 45-year-old Bama fan, I remember the time before Saban. I'm excited for DeBoer. I think he's going to be good. His path so far kind of reminds me of Urban Meyer, small school West Coast. All he did was win. Not so sure you want to be comparing somebody to Urban Meyer. This is XL Primetime. This is XL Primetime, protected by Preferred Roofing on 1010XL. Beautiful day out there. Hope everybody's enjoying it. We are having a good time. We've been kind of going down little rabbit holes, but who cares? We've been having fun with it. I got a Jaguar question that I want to get back to uh, because we did start our show talking a little bit about free agency and what this team's going to do. And the fact that this team, at the very least right now, has one of the top prized free agents out there. His name is Josh Allen. 
He's not been turned loose just yet, but definitely one of the guys uh, that is out there right now hoping he can get a deal done, that's for sure. Uh, the college football world, it's still going to be very fascinating to see the, the, the biggest and best perch in college football, Matt, was residing in Tuscaloosa. Yep. Fans were spoiled. And with, like, what what's not to like with what Nick Saban did in his entire time there? No real big scandal. Nothing but accomplishment after accomplishment. Nothing but top recruiting class turned into top draft class. Think about all the good that has come out of the uh, Alabama and Tuscaloosa and T-Town for, for all the years. Uh, whoever follows that is going to have a hell oh, of a yeah. tough time. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just natural. I, I, I mean, that's – look, I, I don't know that anyone could have followed him. You know, Kirby could have because Kirby's Kirby. But Kirby would have never left his alma mater. So that, that just leaves what? No matter who's following him there, they've got a huge, huge hill to climb. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it's not it, – and I'm not saying Alabama's going to fall off the map. All I'm telling you is it's different. Yeah. You're, you, you're going from a, a guy that has every answer for every question no matter the time in the season for the most part. And if mm-hmm. they lose, it's because the other guy just flat out played better than them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now you're going to the unknown of, well, we don't really know yet. I, again, I, I, you see what Kalen DeBoer has done, okay? You've yeah. seen what he's done at every level, how he's won at every level. So, I mean, I, I, I don't know how you wouldn't expect that to continue, especially with a, a greater NIL footprint at Alabama than, than Washington. He's now recruiting in the Southeast. He's playing in the – He's in the SEC. He's competing in the SEC. It's a, it's a different level. Yeah, it, it's – we have to recognize the teams he's playing against week in, week out are going to be tougher than the teams he's sure ever are. faced. Sure they are, that, but his that, talent that, level is going to go way up Exactly. Too. Yeah, that's a certainty. But there's nothing that he would uh, – there's nothing that he would be missing in Tuscaloosa that he had in Seattle, honestly. There isn't. Um, well, he's bringing a bunch of it, and yeah. he's not outwardly saying it akin to Dion. As you said, that all I could think was, mm-hmm. I'm bringing my own uh, – my own luggage, and it's mm-hmm. it's uh, which we call it. Mm-hmm. Why am I blanking on the Gucci? Right, right, yeah, yeah. right. Well, I mean, so. he's he's bringing his comfort, his comfort zone with yeah. him is what he's doing. And he wanted Brian Grubb. There's no question about that. Thought he had him, and then and then Mike McDonald, a defensive guy, goes up to Seattle, so right. he he gets him to stay there, uh, which I totally get. But that it's, it, it will be definitely one to watch. And who wins the coaching cycle hires this year? We're going to find out if L.A. and Jim Harbaugh which appears to be at the top of the NFL coaching hire. And then we're going to find out which is the best one that came through the college football coaching cycle this year. Right. And not only that, here's another thing, too, is, is the, the uncertainty right now with Alabama fans is not unlike the uncertainty with Michigan fans. Mm-hmm. I mean, they don't know Sharon Moore. You know, no, all, no, all they, they know is Sharon Moore stepped in and, like, guided the team. Right. Guided a championship-level team when Harbor wasn't that there. That is it. And you have it, no idea how he's going to recruit. You have no idea what he's going to do when he's the, he's the head coach. You have no idea how he's, and this is important, he's going to rebuild that roster. That roster's gutted. Yeah, which is crazy. Think about this. 18 guys in the combine this year. Let's make this the 10-10 take real quick because we're close to wrapping up, and and, and I'm glad you said that because two things popped for me. Now, Josie's 10-10 take. Slow-smoked and served up by Sonny's Barbecue, local pitmasters since 68. When you see Sonny's, you know they've been up early putting wood on – 
the fire and making sure that they've got it smoked slow for you, whatever it might be, delicious pork, ribs, chicken, turkey, brisket, you name it. With all those delicious sides, make sure you check out check out any one of your area sunnies. So think of two top-flight programs in college, in the NFL, that replaced legends, and you really don't know whether they're going to be any good or not. They may be looking in just a short amount of time for somebody else. The examples are what we just talked about. We don't know whether Jim Harbaugh leaving and Sean Moore being elevated to head coach is going to be a home run in Ann Arbor. They are coming off a national championship. No way, shape, or form can you predict success or failure. This guy may be great guns, but at the same time, they let a legend walk out, a national championship winning coach, and they don't know what they've got as far as they're and, – and they're, and they're trying to put a face on it and say they, they, they feel pretty good about it. Now New England. New England takes Gerard Mayo. Do we have any idea whether this guy's going to be a success in the National Football League and he is leaving or he is taking the place of the guy leaving that is referred to now as the GOAT of NFL coaches? Those two really big question marks. That's a 10 to take. We have no idea. No. More or Mayo. How <laughs> if I was Michigan, I'd be much more concerned than an Alabama fan would be. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking about a guy who's never been a head coach. Yeah. And he's taken over that program. Mm-hmm. And it's it's in a, a conference that got significantly better. Like we think the SEC got better with Texas uh-huh. and Oklahoma. Yeah. The Big Ten just added USC, UCLA, Oregon, and Washington. Yeah. That's a pretty And big. now you have a first time head coach at the marquee program, right now anyway, in the Big Ten with Michigan. And that's to me, that's a much, much bigger gamble than what Alabama did with Kale DeBoer. Was Kirby Smart not a first time head coach? When yeah, he took over the University of Georgia. That was a little bit different. That's because, that's like Kirby, because Kirby, had, Kirby and Nick, look, at the end of the day, Nick will probably admit this down the road, but Kirby had as much to do with what happened in Alabama as Nick did. There's no yeah. doubt about that. And I do, I, I do wonder, like, it, it, we'll find out if whether the comparison's fair or not because we can think of a lot of other assistants that were promoted and it, and it didn't work, so we don't know which one he's closer Plus, to. Kirby was an elite coordinator for almost 10 yeah, years. Yeah, he was recognized. Trum Moore is not – I mean, Trum Moore is a guy that just grew with Harbaugh over the last couple yeah. of years. And Kirby went to go home. And so when he went there, he immediately had a plan, had been working on this bad boy for a while, was not going to go anywhere else, you know, that type oh, of I thing. Oh, I agree with you guys. I just mm-hmm. wanted to play devil's yeah. advocate there. Yeah. Trust me. I, I think Sharon Moore literally cried and cussed on television once. And don't get me wrong, great, great assistant coach. Yeah. Great, great, you know, what do we want to call him? Well, Nikita henchman. was in his ear the whole time. Caretaker. Right, caretaker, great caretaker in place of he Jim could be. Harbaugh. Hey, he could be a he could be a very good coach. Could be a great coach. Right. I don't know. Right. All I know is, I just think it was different with Kirby because not only was Kirby waiting for the right job, mm-hmm. he could have taken jobs many other times, but that he knew once he got the Georgia job, Georgia would do whatever he wanted. Right. Like he walked in there and said, "I want this, 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 and this," and they said, "How fast?" And they made it happen. Mm-hmm. And then he was never going to leave. Right. I mean, is Sheryl Moore going to leave Michigan? I mean, they may not make him leave. Not if, if he's, he's successfully not, won't. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I just want to know if Jim Harbaugh is going to draft Blake Corum in the second round because I see it happening. Yeah, bring, bring, bring his running he's back. Gonna, he's going to just go Michigan, 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 and, yeah, it'll solve everything. Maybe Brock Bowers thrown in there. I don't know. Harbaugh's a good coach now. Yeah, because Bowers Harb's, is the guy that is a, a link to, as far as mocks go. Harbaugh's won NFL playoff games, uh, mm-hmm. plural. Yeah, exactly. That's what – you want when you're doing when you seriously when you start talking about NFL coaches, the delineation point is the guys that have won games and the mm-hmm. guys who have won 
playoff games. Yeah, exactly. He's won playoff games. And he's got a pretty darn good GM, too, and Joe yeah. Ortiz, who's a first-timer, but a, a similar to Kirby. Was and a great quarterback. Was mm-hmm. waiting, yeah. waiting for the right job. Yeah, yeah, he knows that guy for sure. All right, we'll wrap our show up. Say hello to the Francis Show next. Now, the two-minute drill. Brought to you by Tire Outlet. Tire Outlet is now hiring. Visit tireoutlet.com slash careers. Equal opportunity employer. Lauren Brooks joins us now, ready to rock and roll with the Francis Show. How are you? Great, thanks. Have you ever heard Floridians complain more about the weather? Like than any, I feel like any other population, it's it's sunny, but if it's windy and cold, we're all like, oh, I just can't handle it. Yeah, and the thing is, is that we like to complain when it's only like three days of winter. Now it's been <laughs> about three months. At least yeah, that's how long it. it feels. It's Done. far too long. Oh well, it will be much warmer next week. So when it's eighty, you guys will be like, it's too hot. We oh, no, can't no. do that. I, 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 <laughs> I told TLD, I said if if I could live under the sun and it's eighty plus for oh, the rest gosh. of my life. I'd, I'd probably be all right. No, I'm with you. It's just when the temperature fluctuates so much, that's when I feel like it's tricky, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. 50s and 60s with wind and then next week 80. We'll see. Yep. So what's coming up this afternoon? We will talk about the college baseball that was last night. We mm-hmm. will certainly get into also the players coming up and Lee Smith is going to join us. And we also have a giveaway to go see ZZ Top. So be listening for that. Yeah. ZZ Top is going to be one of our big hair heavy metal features. Uh, Very nice. So that's good. All right. We'll be listening. All right. Thanks. Uh, we, we we wrap ours up, uh, and Matt, you were still getting backlash as far as the Gators' uh, prediction of two and ten. It's so not we'll probably, my prediction. We'll, we'll, <laughs> did I did I say that out loud? Did I say that out loud? You kind of did. So, you said it's he also hates your prediction. Alabama. If yeah, you didn't know you, that one, and you hate Nick. So we'll end on that note. We'll um we'll probably follow that with a little more steam tomorrow. JJ, JJ, have fun, man. Uh, yeah, have thank fun. you guys. Wheels up, uh, eyes up. Everything in the front pocket, JJ. Yeah, yeah. Everything in the front pocket, uh, and and just treat Blake like like the lady that she is on her honeymoon. Always. Yeah. There you go. All right, we're done. Josie, Mia O'Brien, Maddie Hayes, JJ, and Big Search. Thanks to the Golf Club of Southampton. Don't forget Thursday night trivia, music under the stars on the patio with a great menu and local artists. Check it all out along with great golf at the Golf Club of Southampton.